This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me, as always, he didn't get any Dalian points this week, Mitch Doyle. Good day, everybody. And three Dalian points for our, I would say, one of our favourite co-hosts. Top 20 at least. Yeah. Top 20 celebrity guests, Harry, Harry, Harold, Hammy Damage, Ramage in the house. Were they Paulo points? They were. Yeah, very <laughs> High impact, uh, <laughs> low, low work rate. Look, nonetheless, so, um, yeah, always good to be back in. Let's uh, get into it. Yeah, uh, we Mitch, can't knock Harry for work right on our podcast. We, by that's the way. very true. Uh, <laughs> He's a stayer. Mitch, Mitch was hoping. Uh, Mitch was hoping that the Knights would beat South this week, so we could have Harry on to rub it in my face. But then we uh, had to Harry on anyway, and then it's just not fun anymore. I know. I'm just but, you, you can, but yes, no, you are here, Harry. You do do your own podcast, of course. At this point, I'm sure everyone's heard us plug the Steel City podcast, but we'll plug it again. Uh, Steel City podcast. Go listen to it. It's good. Yeah, uh, actually, been getting a lot of support uh, lately. Been getting uh, very good um, downloads. Uh, Plenty, plenty of people listening to it. Good. Uh, yeah, no, so... Uh, I hear you've got a, a lot of fun. really handsome guest on this week. Uh, apparently, no, yeah. I'm not, uh, not on yet. Uh, uh, good one. No, <laughs> there, there isn't a collaboration yet of the um, the Broncos Vanity podcast uh, and the Steel City podcast. Oh, uh, you guys should do a Megapod when the Knights I'm, I'm play ha- the I'm happy to yeah. review the 53-0 if any time. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, there's not, much, there's not much to review. Milford ran the ball. Knights didn't tackle. Yeah, that's what happened that day. Good thing he practiced that field goal in that game. Really, yeah, really well, helped out did, at the end of the year. It did. Well, it's it kind of the own legend that is that okay, field goal, okay, fifty-three nil. Yep. Funny field goal story, actually. Just quickly, uh, Glenn Innes versus Tinga in uh, <laughs> oh, two th- in, in two thousand and seven. The final score was one hundred and two to nine. I actually know this. Story. Yeah, one hundred and two to nine. So when did they kick the field goal? <laughs> I've got no idea. But a part of me wants to believe Tinga was up nine nil. <laughs> like they kicked the field goal on the stroke of half time to go into the sheds nine nil up. Yeah. and gave up one hundred and two second half points. Um, who was it? Was it Andrew Dallalana that kicked a field goal when they tried to kick a field goal and the Sharks were down 74-4 to against the Eels? Oh, I've got no idea. Sharks yeah, fans right. at me, but I reckon that happened. And I'm happy to be wrong, but I don't think I am. All right. Uh, Thursday Night Football, Melbourne Storm 14, Brisbane Broncos 12. Uh, Broncos fall to one win, two losses. And with the schedule they've had, Harry, they really should be 3-0. and Well, they get the Thursday and Friday games, don't they, Mitchell? I mean, they get a full week turnaround every week. There's no excuse for performances uh, sorry, like this. Sorry, most six-day turnarounds in the comp this year. Oh. <laughs> it's, a re- it's hard. How many know. five-day turnarounds? Uh, not many. Yeah. If any. Anyway, I feel like the Broncos' defense was fantastic in this game. Took a really fluky try to beat them in the end. But, mate, if you just hold them to the ball. Can, can somebody yet not say we deserve to win this? That's the biggest cop-out to me. Oh, the Broncos deserve to win. Did we really? Nah. They dropped the ball, uh, was it 14 times, I think? No, it's 13 times, sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't win. Gave up 14 penalties, the most the Broncos given up in over 15 years. And they completed at 66%. You don't deserve to win a football game like that. We were lucky to be in it as long as we were. We defended really well on our line. And yes, it took a jammy try for the Storm to beat us, but that's what you're asked for when you play football like that. That's, that's it. They were asking for it, and the whole time I thought, well, they're going to win this at some point. What is it with um, the Broncos in the last three trips down to Amy Park now? They've defended their guts out, and last year they blew them off the park. We and won then the, the year before, year. they defended 11 sets on their own line. Yeah. What is it with 
like, is it a match-up thing or they they just do their homework on the Storm? They but just they, seem to defend them really well. Yeah, well, the aberration is obviously when they blew us apart at Suncorp last yeah. year, but that's also when we had like Nicarima on the wing. Yeah, and Vanivalo got four or five. Yeah, but um, you watch us generally play them, and man, they read Kronk pretty well. For any of the team in the NRL, we, they read Kronk pretty well, and they're all up on him quickly. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Like The defense seems to be next level against that Storm side. Like They pretty rarely put a number on us, but... Mm. We were asking to get beaten in this game. Uh, I thought, despite the fact he only scored 12 points, it was Ben Hunt's best game in a long time. Best game since 2015. I thought he played really well. Some good kicks. Again, the the, the, the run against this called the try-off was like, the run through traffic was one of the first times I thought, this is Ben Hunt. This is Ben Hunt, I, I know, because this is the guy that wasn't afraid to run the ball in 2014, 2015. He went back through traffic. It's okay, like, you know, the other, a couple weeks ago, he beat guys out on the edge, you know what I mean? Whatever, I expect that from Ben Hunt. But the fact he went back through traffic again, which is so rare for him, and beat like six of them. And the look on, was it Christian Welch's face? I think when Hunt went past him was great. Automat- <laughs> he automatically put his head in the air in disappointment. But good little game from him. But on the flip side of that, probably Milford's worst game in first grade. Wow. Like he dropped the ball three occasions. All three cold stone drops. Yeah. Well, you can't be great away. every day, can you? No, you can't. Yeah. I, I can live with it. Like, yeah. I hate... Broncos fans have this have this problem with like trying to blame someone for victory. Most fan bases do anyway, but like... Oh, yeah. it, for the defeat, sorry. And they're all on Milford's back after that game. And it's like, really? Really? It's, is it what, his they, fault? They we don't lost? blame the ref first? Oh, we can try. Oh, <laughs> but, what a fan base. But, uh, Go to the, they look in their own backyard first for yeah, reasons. I guess it's better than blaming the ref, isn't it? Blaming your own players. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of blaming the ref, uh, yeah. one of the more frustrating examples of uh, ref's fault in this game, not that it ended up even changing the result because it was a Will Chambers oh. no try. but um, Don't start me. I mean, yeah, I think we do need to just mention it a little bit because yeah. this was really, it was in the news cycle for like at least 24 full hours. Like, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was in, in I was on Team Gronk at the start because I didn't know the rule. So I called our mate Dean Robb, who's a referee, asked him. Also he said, a big fan of Team Gronk. Hmm? Big fan of Team Gronk. Yeah. Oh, huge fan, <laughs> usually. But um, yeah. called him. He's a, a lower grades referee. I asked him, can you do that? He said, no, you can't roll the ball. And I said, oh, okay, thanks, mate. Hung up, and I knew it was no try. Um, you knew that, but uh, no commentator or the people carrying on about it for the next 24 hours bothered yeah. to seek a correction or apologize when faced with you know someone saying, actually, you're wrong. This is the rule. And this is a worry because commentators influence a lot of, or they can have the ability oh, to influence time. what you see or how um yeah or how you perceive a game of football and you got to know these things because it's a really dangerous like you got people saying that's a hundred percent a try well i mean it's not yeah like and and then people saying their opinion it was a try after it's like well that's not the rule like it was not a rule it was a black and white example of the ball left his hand before the try line yeah so it's no try you can't roll it on halfway so you can't roll it on but apparently their opinion was the after people found out the rule was it wasn't a try oh that opinion is that to me is the worst part about this because as we've as we've seen people saying oh that's that's this is my opinion it's like well it doesn't really matter what your opinion is on a fact like it's irrelevant it wasn't like a 50 50 uh gray area uh, decoy you know uh shepherd call yeah it was the ball's out of his hand before the try line yeah no try that's it because people get confused that in the in goal it probably would have been a try if you connect with your elbow in the in goal or whatever they'll give that a try or something or with your chest but Again, that's just the initial contact is bang, that's put down. Not like putting it down and rolling it up your arm to the try line. Not a yeah. try. And as you said, Harry, you can't roll it in the middle of the field, so you yeah. can't roll it in the try yeah. line. Yeah, like your opinion can be that the sky is green and vaccines give you autism and sunscreen gives you cancer, but that doesn't like matter. You're yeah. still yeah. an idiot. And a certain caller <laughs> failing to understand that 
there's more than one camera angle in the bunker. He's driving this, me insane. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. I love the, the shade. The, the shade from the bunker the next day in yes. that explainer video. And they were like, the broadcaster. Yeah. My, <laughs> <laughs> some real good shade from, from the but bunker yeah. there. And the, honestly, I know that it was, it's a shame that they actually had to do that. But I enjoyed that video. And I, would, I, I think that's actually a really good thing for the game. And I'd like to see more things yeah. like that where they go into depth explaining why they make the calls that they make. Because... At the time, as I said, at the time, I was wrong. I was like, oh, why isn't that a try? And then, yeah. uh, you know, but once someone explained me the rule, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, we- that's the thing, right, though. You're allowed to be wrong, okay? You're allowed to be wrong and be corrected and understand that. Yeah. But what I hate is that the commentators who should know the rules more are wrong, but then keep pushing with it. This happened, um, the best, the before before this game, the best example I can think of with this was um the the Adam Reynolds, James Graham thing on Good Friday, um, oh yeah, and, and like Peter up, Sterling yeah. was the only one of like the seven commentators that knew that knew the rule. Where if that was if it's a penalty on a field goal attempt, that the ball goes in front. Yeah, like he was the only one. Like Gus was blowing up, everybody else in the booth was blowing up, and even that was another example of like the referee explaining the rule, and still days later, people carrying on. People now and, today are still <laughs> carrying yeah. on about the James thing, and not knowing that rule creates a hysteria. Exactly, That's exactly. What As yeah. Mitch said, it's okay to be wrong about stuff. I was wrong about this, but, but yeah. once someone explains to you why you're wrong, you need to accept that and move on. You don't, you can't bury your head in the sand and continue to just be incorrect. I might be on cloud nine here, but I dream of the day when instead of looking at why the referee was wrong, we look for why he was right. And then if we don't find why he's right, then we're like, oh, no, he's incorrect. Yeah. The commentators I, are too... Far too idealistic. Far too idealistic, but it's like they're too... <laughs> your, the field goal example was great. The referee literally explained it on field. Gerard Sutton, and then he went on the footy show the next night and explained it He explained it, it on field, mm. and then the commentators still didn't take it. So I thought mate, that was terrible that he actually had to go on national television to explain it. Like He yeah. spoke really well, Gerard yeah, Sutton did that and day. and he did. Yeah. But that guy like, is in the rule book every day, and you mm. think you know the rules more than him. Yeah. Turn it up. Um, before we move on from this game, yep. it's thigh day. Grubby or Okay. Mm. Oh, this is a really fine line. I think it's in the middle there to me. Yeah, I, I tend to lean towards more grubby. I agree. I, I mean, and then another part of me says... But I'm also okay with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> another part of me goes, well, I mean, Bromwich has been past fit to play, so, yeah. I mean, would he do it to anyone else on the field? Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, Sam Friday uh, grabbed the uh, sore slash broken thumb of Jesse Bromwich. But, I would have been upset at him if this was against any team but the Storm. Like, we've seen Cameron Smith kick Jared Croker in an injured knee, like, just a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for a team that is built on this kind of it's stuff. It's like how you gave away 17 intentional penalties in this game. And it's I was like, I'm with okay it. with it, because it's the Storm. Well, if you were doing this against any other team, I would have been like, oh. Well, there's a reason why people will bang on the refs' favour us, but the reason why the Broncos are the least penalised team in the last three years in the comp, because they don't like giving penalties away. Mm-hmm. They often give up tries because they actually try and play the ball to the team play the ball quickly on their line. But I loved it doing it to Storm. I loved slowing them down and giving penalties away against them and then getting mad at the refs. I was, oh, I was really enjoying that. I did enjoy that too. Uh, but, anything else to say before we move on? Uh, yeah, the Broncos have turned their meterage right around from last year. They've got this, like, they're just behind the second most meters in the comp from a team that couldn't make meters last year. And I know people don't think, oh, what, what does meters mean to me? But this is a team that struggled a lot getting out of their own half for a long time. And it's just another good sign that, again, yeah, past Curry Parker, whatever. This team can you now motor up the field and hope have more shots than the attacking twenty. They actually had the um, most tries per like ball and twenty last year in the comp. They was never in the bloody twenty. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, Canterbury Bulldogs twenty four, Warriors twelve. Bulldogs get uh, off their duck for the season. They uh, win in Dunedin in a home game. Harry, great stadium. Really, I'm a huge I fan love, as well. Yeah, I lo- um, I don't know what the cavernous end where there's just nothing. I don't know what's doing there, but. 
I mean, I think I messaged all of you after like half hour going like, yeah, Bulldogs suck. Like, this is embarrassing. You did say that. Because they were just awful. Like, their attack is just... I think your exact words were, dogs are putrid. Yes. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, it uh, just turns out that the Warriors are more putrid. They've just got no backbone with their defense. Like, the Bulldogs are still happy to absorb some punishment mm. on their line, and then they were able to put them away when given the chance. Like, I don't know, Steve Kearney's got a hell of a job to try and, like, I mean... I believe two of the three men in this room pointed out the Warriors' lack of heart as a as a negative at the start of the year. Yeah, it, I mean, the Warriors yeah. are still what I thought they would be. I mean, but again, oh, it's I'm round three and everyone, everyone's writing them off. Yeah, they could easily yeah. turn this around, but obviously not yeah. a good sign. Well, it's it's obviously harder without your captain and your most exciting and best attacking player. So, But you're also, this is a team, I know, again, Foran hasn't played for them, but they've accounted for Harry Kieran Foran. And then I had an argument with someone on Twitter who said Madalena was bad last year, therefore he's not a loss. That doesn't. That's that, I don't buy that. Madalino is still their best best cent- middle forward, mm. and he can still be one of the best middle forwards in the comp. That's a big guy they're missing, considering yeah. like they're relying on Albert Verde, Sam Lasone, yeah. who bit part front rowers generally. Yeah, well, I mean, by that theory, Matt Pryor wasn't like a good player for the Sharks last year because he'd been pretty average for a couple of years. Yeah, like you know, so well, that, this, that's a bit this, silly. this was a guy who's a Roosters fan. I said, well, that that means if Hargrave gets injured, it doesn't matter because he wasn't good last year. Yeah, it's it's, it's a poor argument, but um. The Bulldogs here, this is one thing I like about Des as a coach, is his willingness to adapt to situations. And he might be the only coach in the competition who's, who's happy to move centres yeah. based on opponent. And he did it in this game again in that instead of having Marcello Montoya defending with Branko Lee, which could have been a nightmare, he's happy to move Josh Morris over there and help him out. And I think that's a, that's a good thing for me. That, that, that lets Marcello learn outside a good player and then Branko gets to attack with Brett Morris and they both seem to work well. I'm really liking what I'm saying from Branko Lee, though, on the attacking side of the ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some defensive issues. If the NRL ever becomes a sport where players only play one way, like in the NFL, yeah. Branko Lee's got a bright future. I've been on Branko Island since... T- they played the Tigers, I think, 2015 at Campbelltown Stadium. And he scored a, ch- a solo chip and chase try from like the 40. Is that where they come from? You like 24 on... down or? Yeah. yeah, yeah you were great. on Brenko is better than Edric before most people. Yeah, it was. And oh. it, of the Lees, yes. Yeah. Of the Lee brothers. Yeah. He, used to <laughs> brothers. he used to carry much more weight in the 20s and he, he would did. just bully opponents like with strength. But, like, you can't defend. We know that. No. But you can teach that. I know yeah. it's hard to teach and it's hard to put up with, but like you put up with it for a guy who, for this is a team that lacks so much. I'm not going to say spark. I hate that word, but they lack attacking output, and he provide that. You put up with his defense. Speaking of, um, they've got to find a way to play Cassiano 70 minutes a game. (laughs) (laughs) Because because it's like, okay, I send you guys that message. Suddenly he comes on, and they're bending the line a little bit more. I don't know. Like I don't know why it takes until he comes onto the field. Like it's not like they're a scrub team. Yeah. And then he's just this superstar that comes on. Like they're a pretty decent side on paper. Yeah. And it, it it's not until he comes on that it clicks. And it's been like a two-year trend too. It's not yeah. even a short trend. No. It's been forever. Uh, he is a really unique player he's... though. Like there's not... I can't really think of any player... Maybe Dave Taylor when he was good, who's yeah. kind of like him in terms of like the skill set of a playmaker but with the frame of a of a prop. Yeah. And a ridiculously big prop at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the oh, Sorry. Another Bulldog, Brad Abbey, debuted in this game. Montoya was fine. Abbey, 50-50. I was I was hopeful for him, but I can see why he's been held back from first grade a bit. But hopefully he's got a couple of weeks to turn himself around because they they could use with. I know Hopewadi's not a huge playmaker and fullback. I think they could use that kind of player from fullback, considering the halves and the nine there. Are the Warriors going to enjoy having Manu and Junior Manu on both their wings? Well, Manu's injured already. Yeah, 
So that's another thing, by the way. They've had an injury like every single game that people just seem to forget about. Um, oh, before we again, Isaac Luke. I was going. That's literally what I was about to say. Are we starting to? When do you start worrying about his form? Is this the is... sharpest decline of a good player in in a while? I'm not going to mm. say ever, but in a while. Go to club. Go from club with good work ethic to club with poor work ethic and become yeah. bad. But he was even when South weren't a big club, like when they were working their way up to a better. No, culture, true. He was. He, he was, was still good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Adam McDougall going to South in the early 2000s. Uh, look, I'll just save you some time. Every player that joined South from a proper NRL team in the early 2000s. Adam Blair to the Tigers was a huge one, but he's just a bit of a cat when he's on his own. But uh, yeah, definitely like Isaac Luke almost looks confused at dummy half. It's like he's never played there before at the moment. It's really bizarre. And some of the drop ball just don't make any, doesn't make any sense. And this is a guy they've not only signed as a leader, but... He was one of the best hookers in the game when he went there, and he looks far from it. Like, does he look like the worst hooker in the game at the moment? He'd be pretty close to it. Be how closer he's to the worst than the best, that's for sure. Well, he's definitely not the best uh, hooker available for New Zealand. So, mm. um, yeah, there's yeah. some worries with him for sure. There was a time where, in I mean, in my very biased South Sydney fan eyes, he was the th- third best hooker in the comp behind Smith and Farrow. Yeah, oh, and that's absolutely true. Uh, I remember the 2012 prelim final. Like he was just pulling all the strings, and yeah, I'm like, man, like it's hard to believe that yep. there's literally two guys better than him in this position. But yeah, he's um, just out of sorts. It's been a pretty remarkable, disgusting. Decline. And uh, you know, people are going to hammer Sean Johnson again. But I mean, I don't understand. He's one of those guys again that just gets every single expectation of a team dumped on him, and people expect him to perform miracles. If the rest of the team isn't doing anything, what's he supposed to do? Mm. Like I mean, I mean, he still played well in this game. He still played not decent. like not like amazing, but like he wasn't bad. Yeah, and I mean like another great example is Cherry Evans, what he's doing now with the team not going forward. As great as a player can be, they can't do everything. Like no. Thurston has had plenty of, like what you think Thurston Saturday night? Like mm. he didn't get lumped no. with in the and, same boat as And Sean Cherry Johnson Evans did. who yeah. had was on behind a pack that was winning the battle had for once. Game. Had a good game. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. It really gr- grinds my gears the constant Sean Johnson hate. Yeah, it's it's bizarre to me. Uh all right. Gold Coast Titans twenty six, Paramount Eels are uh, fourteen. The uh, the Ewing theory surrounding Jared Hayne in full effect, Mitchell. Yeah, we all saw this coming, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, it kind of it's an upsetting but also a pleasing result. It suits my agendas, but I also wanted to see the Titans lose. So. This is a Titans I love though. That it just doesn't matter who's got this the jersey on. They just bend their back, they dig in, and this just is a play really, for one really. I know it's cliche, yeah. but it was a really brave performance. This was mm. the Titans before. Yeah. Uh, a name player arrived at the club. Or redacted. Redacted. Uh, it was, you're right, that was a gutsy, really gutsy win. Tyler Cornish, who, whilst not being spectacular, played like four positions and played okay in all of them, which is a great debut. A guy who's never played fullback or wing yeah. played both of them in this game and a bit of hooker and a bit of half. Yeah, well, Tyron Roberts has done the same thing. Like, I mean, he started the year at hooker. He played fullback up in Newcastle and yeah. he shifted around as well, but they just got the job done and they had to get the job done. I mean, if you're 0-3, yeah. that's... Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, every, they were the, the, now every team's won a game. Yeah. yeah. First time since 73. That every team's won a game yeah. by round three? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought my boy Chris McQueen was fantastic in this one. Yeah. Um, Thought he played really well. Maybe his best game since leaving Souths. Yeah. Um, it's just like Hulkamania, just running wild. <laughs> sure was. Uh, his uh, centre mate, Connie Harrell, also was very, very good. Um, Eels, going from Corey Norman to Jeff Robson, uh, saw a decline in performance. Who knew? It's uh, funny. They started really pretty they well. They actually did. He like, scored yeah. a try. I don't think that's on Jeff Robson. I don't though. think it's on Jeff Robson either, but I thought that through the first two weeks, Corey Norman was maybe the best player in the whole comp. So when you lose that guy... 
for anyone, it's going to hurt, and it hurt them here. I don't think Jeff Robinson was bad, per se, but... You know what's bizarre? The Eels still only missed 12 tackles in this t- entire game. That's really good. <laughs> they yeah. lost. That's really good. Yeah. Usually a good team misses like 25 to 30 tackles in a game. They missed 12 the entire game, but yeah, they just... The, the forwards didn't get that advantage they had previously in other games, like... Mm. Matangi wasn't as imposing as he had been in other games. and I, I don't know. It was hard to put your finger on what was just off with the Eels, but it might be. Yeah. It could be Corey Norman's influence. Even though it wasn't directly Jeff Robson's fault they didn't play well, maybe his influence just gets them on the front foot a bit more. It was interesting uh, because I think we're seeing, starting to see with the Eels, you know, they don't beat themselves. Yeah. Like, four to, you know, like they lost the game and only missed 13 or 14 tackles, right? But... You know that they they aim up every week, like, and I'm happy to praise the Eels now that they're not cheating, and because I'm <laughs> like they're not one of my more liked clubs outside of the team I support. But I mean, you, like, they got a no-name forward pack, really, like Daniel Alvaro, Tim Manor, Sui Matangi. Like, it's not like a really like dominant front row rotation, and you know they're two and one to start the year. Like, don't fret, Para. Like. I mean, unless Corey Norman gets a long-term injury, like you'll be just fine. Yeah, and the, and you'll have games like this as well when there's still guys like Bevan French learning his craft, Gutherson learning to be a six, Casey Pritchard not an experienced uh, hooker. They're going to be some off games and in, in that stretch from key players, and they weren't all they weren't actually that bad. But yeah, you make a good point there that I I hate this another cliche I hate, but they're a mini storm to me. They've got a guy who worked at the storm, yeah, and that's it. They just don't go away. They just. No. They're tough. They stay in games. And, yeah, they didn't get blown off the park. I mean, they they lost by 12, but as you said, missed 12 tackles and stayed in it till the end. But, yeah, the Titans, like, there was a couple... There was a dodgy concussion in this. We all know that. But, uh, uh, Kane LG? The Kane LG yeah. concussion. He was clean out. And they mm. got fined for it, so it's kind of a mission that it was a dodgy concussion. Yeah. Why but was yeah. their fine 50k more than the other two clubs, though? Well, they had two, didn't they? Oh, who was the, the other okay, one? so if they had yeah. two, then fair enough. I'm trying to who was the other one that, that did it. I can't remember. But yeah, they they uh they did quite well though, considering like you know you just said they had McQueen in the centres, they had Zilman on the wing who got injured, mm. so they lost Zilman. Audio McQueen in the centres had Tyron Roberts at hooker, Tyler Cornish on the wing in the end. Roberts was like hooker fullback at some point, and so was Cornish. Like who I don't know who's playing what positions. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It doesn't matter. We're not playing positions, guys. We're just yeah try and win the game. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, Ryan Simpkins played a lot of hooker, who's not really like he's a he's a average lock at best. Yeah. And he played a lot of hooker in this game. And yeah, they just ground away out. And that's that's what the Titans were built on last year. And they would be, they'd be a successful team again if they could play like this all year. But I have my doubts over them staying at the same level. Uh, Newcastle 18, South Sydney 24. The Bunnies go to two wins and one loss. They hang on to just beat the Knights who threatened right at the end, Harry. Uh, they did, but then they sort of didn't because they made a lot of errors in that second half. And there was a lot of refs folding from the Knights fan base, but uh, when you only complete mid-60% and only eight or nine sets in a half of football, you probably shouldn't deserve to win that game, but I do love the heart and the tenacity that these guys play with. Like They're short on natural flair and skill, but gee, they just rip in every week. They roll the sleeves up and you, you can't help but you know be proud again as a Knights fan. You're like, these guys are ripping in. You know, we've got an early win you know, we're playing Penrith again this week and Penrith at home's never easy. But yeah, I just love the heart these guys are playing with. But they did keep threatening right to the end. Like a guy like Jamie Bure is a really competitive player and he's just lifted the standard and he's the one putting a grubber kick in for a winger, you know. And 
mathematically there was still a chance to win that game, um, as a South fan would know. Uh, do last minute wins very well? Yeah. Um, I uh, I thought George Burgess should have got sent off. Uh, was that the worst performance by a front rower in NRL history? It might be the worst half of rugby league I've ever seen a player have. So he made three errors. Like one was the opening hit up of the game, yeah. right? One was dropping the uh, try over the line, basically. Yeah, and got sinbinned after being dropped as well. Yeah, uh, and then got sinbinned. Um, after Mitch Barnett made him look like a bitch, I think I think we all love Barnett a little bit more up, like because he's just just no frills. He, just, he, he, he must have absolutely given him a spray. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an elbow, and I really I oh mean, yeah. There's no alleged elbow here. He elbowed him like that should have been a sin bin. Like it's funny. Send off, you mean? Oh, send off. Sorry, yeah. but it's funny how like you go back to um, yesteryear. And the the punishments at judiciary were so, so much more severe for acts of foul play. Like, um, Les Boyd got sued for $10,000, like, in 1983, which is a lot of money. Yeah. And By, like, three and, houses. And, yeah, and 18-month uh, suspension for breaking um, Daryl Broman's That was, like, jaw. literally, like, an assault, though. Yeah, <laughs> and... You know, like all those foul well, plays, like um, Dal- still yeah. works, mate. Look how much he eats. Dallas, yeah, no worry yeah. There. Dallas Donnelly got twelve months for yeah. kneeing and things I, like that. Like yeah. I was shocked what, he's going to get two weeks. I for was elbow? shocked that he didn't even get the biggest suspension in this game. Yeah, that that is really odd. Like him and Hunt's suspension should have been the other way around, in my opinion. I yes, think Hunt I agree. gets what he deserves. I think Burgess uh, deserves more. I yeah. can't get behind this. I, and I, you, there's, I don't know how you can watch that and think that Heimel Hunt did that on purpose. Well, we don't know. A hundred percent. Like you, you never know someone that else's intent. A guy intent. that has absolutely no priors. I think he's ever been charged with anything in first grade before was is going to get six weeks if he challenges that. And that he's yeah, accepted for that yeah. is surprising. But I just think it's really heavy. We the NRL. I shouldn't say we because I don't work for the NRL. But the NRL really has to get t- if they want to be all high and mighty about concussion is bad. Anything you got to be really severe. Like you've almost got to go back to yes when these long terms. I'm not yeah. talking. Yeah, they're, they're not twelve month right. suspensions, but they've got to be really hard on them. What about the revelation of the weekend that came from both me and McGregor, and I think was it was it Kane Elgy who said it that if you get hit in the jaw, you can't get concussed. Interesting. It's mm. huge for boxing. Huge and if, MMA. If they if they knew this earlier, I mean, they wouldn't be guys. Would just down. be leading with their jaw all the time. Like, yeah. Why haven't they been doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, you can just cop it. The jaw has nothing. I mean, that was evident on Sunday when Josh Dugan got elbowed in the jaw and he was fine. Yeah, he <laughs> wasn't un- wasn't unconscious at all. He didn't get a fine. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, couldn't even break. Couldn't even brace Fuck the fall. Yeah, and yeah, no, no, he's right to play on. But yeah, yeah got to have some stiff penalties. Um, um, and yeah. speaking of stiff penalties, yeah, the, uh, Brendan Elliott. There's no way that bloke should have stayed on the football field. No, and yeah, this, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Like that, that dude was in Disneyland. Uh, I, Knights got their fine as well. Yeah, yeah, and which will be paid by the NRL. So yeah, I don't really know what, sunny, what, yeah. what the point is. Do fines just come out of like a club's like if you find a hundred grand, it's just a hundred grand less they give you in the club grant the I next no year, idea. or do you have no. to literally? There's a check NRL for a hundred. No, you, your players have to do that much uh, work in labour. Okay. Yeah. So like the Knights team will be like on the on the M two picking up trash. Or oh, they could like build a a nice grandstand or something. They could at a local it be like park. The Knights pick up trash, would it? Hey. Got a lot of trash. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I just lobbed you that alley slammed it down. Um, yeah, just a little bit more at this game. I thought Adam Reynolds was really, really good. I thought Cody Walker was great again. It's disgraceful. This guy has 
no Dally M points through three games Great despite system. having and no Origin height. Right. Like, no, uh, mate, he doesn't play for the Roosters. The doesn't play for the Roosters. Doesn't play for Manly. Of course, he doesn't. People have any are afraid height. to declare what state he's from. That's why they just assume yeah. he's from Queensland. He's from Casino in Northern. Look, I'm not going to lie. I assumed he was. You've conditioned me to assume every good playmaker is from Queensland. Um. Yeah, six try assists and a try in three they were, games. They were probably the difference to two South half. They played yeah. really well. Um, Reynolds, Reynolds' pass to Braden Birds was yeah. one of the best passes I've ever just seen. Just stand up. Unbelievable. Stand up and clap. Um, and yeah, but worrying for South is just like, apart from Sam, there's just there still isn't very much go for. Like Jason Clark was their second biggest meter eater in this game. Yeah. About, among forwards, I'm sorry. Alex Johnson I thought was ex- outstanding again at fullback. That's two good fullback games in a row for him. Yeah. Um, um, two days not playing there this week. Yeah. Uh, Sunday afternoon, actually. Cody Walker's playing the name at fullback. Oh. Yeah. Huge news. Breaking news. I slept all day. What? Who's playing in the half? Uh, John, uh, John Sutton and uh, Reynolds. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. I don't know the team list, mate. Don't ask me. Okay. But yeah, um, just on that game as well, uh, Sunday afternoon, um, I, Kyle Turner um, plays for South. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he called Humble in. Brag. Humble yeah. brag. No, he. he, he, he <laughs> football friend. <laughs> Uh, him and his him and his partner um, called into our place for a while, uh, caught up, uh, and I asked him about. It. I said, "What's that new Newcastle side like compared to last year?" And he said, "Man, they gave us a really tough run. Like they just kept coming and kept coming. Like they were really physical and tried their guts out." And he was yeah really sore. Like he said, "There's there's so much improvement in that team in 12 months already." So good to see the Knights are. On that progression that they wanted to be yeah. on when Would they hired Nathan. Do you want to do a South player on that though? You mean they're on the other way? Well, so, nah. <laughs> two in a row, mate. <laughs> what, what, have you done in your, what have you done in your last two games? Uh, can we play the drop? Hit, hit the drop. I deserve that. You do. Thank you. Well, they've just forgotten how to lose South Sydney, haven't they? they I've been they saving They just it. don't think yeah. about yeah. losing. I love hearing that drop when Souths are winning. My, my when two... you play it after they lose by 50 points to West Tigers that I get annoyed. So my two favourite moments of the weekend both came from this game. Mm-hmm. The first one was Mitch Barnett ragdolling oh. Alex Johnson. And the face... Alex Johnson has the best panic face in the NRL. Yeah. That and the Tapao fan... I would frame both of those. Like, get a nice high death, you know, <laughs> him getting ragdolled. And the second one, on a more serious matter, is Nathan Brown agreeing with Trent Hawkinson being sin-binned and backing up the referee's decision and then saying that if players talk to refs like that, they should go. Yeah, I really respect. respected that because a lot of the times... Coaches might not agree, but they also wouldn't talk about it. They yeah. might just not want to talk about it. Whereas Nathan Brown came out and said that was the right call in yep. a situation that was essentially game on the line still for the Knights, and he was happy with it. When was the last time we had two games in in the NRL on the same weekend where a team won a scrum against the Fig? Oh. Titans and Parramatta game happened as well. This was so confusing that people thought that the uh, South had been given the scrum feed. Okay, I need you to explain to me what happened because I still I've watched it like three times. Hawkinson was so confused that the hooker hooked the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you that's... allowed to do that? Yes, yes. You, but the reason he said they're not allowed because generally a lot of times you know the prop will be a dickhead and kick at it. The guy obviously the prop prop can't hook. Only yeah. the hooker can hook at the ball, and he nicked it. Yeah, yeah. Was it Farrell Cook? I don't know who was at nine when they did it, but I mean, Hodko, you're allowed to like feed it into the second row. That, that's kind of a it was, uh, Ziggy Niscott got the uh, he got the the ball against the feed for South there, was it? Ziggy Niscott was a winger, Harry. No, wasn't he a hooker? No. Well, Elwyn Walters. That, he was a hooker. There we go. That, that's the that's the <laughs> like guy. Fifty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ziggy Niscott, you buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we mentioned last week by like, George Burgess how I thought. Bit part player at best now. Man, he... Uh... Uh, since about round 10 last year, I looked at the numbers. 
Oh, good. that's it's a steep decline. That he, he might be like bigger drop off than Isaac Luke. Yeah, that's same dimension. So I think like, do you have to when he comes back in two weeks? I know he gets thrown in the side because they need forwards, they need props. This guy's got to earn it at some point, somewhere, right? You can't keep putting him in. It's costly. Like a big guy dropping the ball is costly. You, forwards can't get away with dropping kickoffs. No, nah, it's just it's yeah. absurd how bad his uh, handling errors have become. And, like, at what point does Madge just go, mate, I need you to just hang on to the bloody football? Yeah. Like, do nothing else at training except, yes. like, you run past all the players and they try to knock the ball out of your hands. Yeah. And if the ball gets knocked out of your hands, like, so you need everyone Stewart. gets to beat the mm. shit out of you. Need a bit of Herman Boone. You pick that ball up and you yeah. run a mile. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. He'll like, break his foot off in your John Brown behind yeah. and then you'll run a mile. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's for us so maddening that this guy is not what he was two years ago. I don't mm. understand it at all. Like, it's always it's pretty rare for a, a prop to decline so quickly And it's not too. like, it's like, not like not the, it's, he, he's a prop. It's not like people can figure you out. You just run hard. <laughs> yeah. It's the easiest yeah. job on the field. Hang on to the ball and make your tackles and run hard. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, we've seen props decline like Marco Mealy, Nate Miles, mm. but they, it came after 26, 27 that started going, whereas yeah. Burgess, it's kind of bucking a trend with how quickly he's declining. Mm. It's a bit sad. I, I don't like it. Well, of course not. No. <laughs> why, why, why should you like it? No. Yeah, I'm enjoying one of my premium forwards from two years ago sucking. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Penrith 12, Sydney Roosters 14. Roosters remain undefeated after a man-of-the-match performance by Luke Keary, Harry. Uh, four runs, 30 metres, couple of errors. What a game. Yep, three daily end points in the eyes of Joe Nullivar. Yes. Serenity now. Serenity now. Like, seriously, this fucking system. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. you got one guy who's just bought into this... Kiri origin hype and just I he obviously went into this game I'm narrative. giving him three points narrative, no what, narrative. Yeah. for a guy who hasn't earned the narrative yep. <laughs> uh, it, it's they forgot it wasn't Jared Hayne that's what they've not done to be there. that guy but if he'd had if Kiri had played like that in a red and green jersey they would have taken points off of him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, they said, nah, you can hand back your uh, NRL contract. It's, it's unfortunate this game has become... It wasn't a great game anyway, but it's unfortunate it's all become that f- about that forward pass. Just, God, like, just well, shut up, Penrith. Just deal the, with it. Like, we were discussing before, the Moylan amazing flick pass. It's Unbelievable. Forward. It's a forward. It's a forward. Like, it can only go forward out of the hands the way he was facing. Uh, uh, and, th- thanks, Isaac Newton. No, but... <laughs> That's the rugby league rule, though, but the yeah. way the hands are going, these hands are pointing forward. Like, it could literally it. have only gone forward. And whilst it didn't float very far forward, doesn't no. mean it wasn't forward. Exactly. Uh, I'm of the opinion that that was so awesome that play on. Yeah. Yep. But you, you can break you, the rules wait, if wait, I enjoy it enough. And sense of occasion rule, if he's yep. in your fantasy team. Uh, this guy. You I'm know, not allowed you know to talk well. about it. Yeah. You, know, you know this guy well, Harry. Yeah, you drafted him, right? <laughs> oh. That's I've been good... banned from talking about the fantasy team, Harry, so yeah. I will not respond to that. Yeah, okay, um, fair enough. Yep, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, Roosters, gritty again. Um, How about that last defensive set on their line? Do we the think game. that was a high tackle? Kiss me nah, I was, I was fine I was with fine it. with it too. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, just over the shoulder. We can all agree that it's best for the NRL as a whole if Penrith get dudded games. <laughs> and the more the more shocking the referee decision, the better for us as viewers. Yeah, oh, and like this is a team that scored one try and think they got robbed of a victory. Mm. Really, you got one try and you've been robbed. Yeah, you need to score at least three in a game. To, yeah, at like, least, three. to at least justify claiming you're robbed. One yeah. try, like, oh, we got robbed. Please, so mm. I do love that Michael Gordon is on the Penrith Revenge train. His whole career since he's been kicked, though, like he started the game pretty poorly and his goal kicking was average. But when it was needed, clutch plays. Yep. 
mm. from Flash. Could get a game for uh, Man United this week. Yeah, yeah, mate. Great dribbling across the turf. Big time. Matt Moylan was so afraid of the contact there, by the way. From a man who's maybe his size, maybe found someone as small as him, and he mm. just watched him kick the ball and then run around him. He's definitely no Luke Phillips. South play Penrith in two weeks. What happens if Matt Moylan and Alex Johnston go head on? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> two panic faces. <laughs> like, surely, Moylan, you just like run it. You dive at Gordon's leg when he goes to kick it. And that, then that, that you, you may take him out. You may get penalised, whatever. You just leave it in the referee's hands from there. You don't yeah. just watch him kick it. Then watch you him go, pick it you up just watch to, him run you past have, you. Like, I, I don't care. Like, you have to take him out. Yeah. You have to do it. It's like going all the way back to the year 2000, that Blacklock chip and chase yeah. try on the siren. Joel Kane, just just grab yeah. him. Just grab him. Yeah. <laughs> like, just pull him, pull him down. Yeah, 100%. But, you well, take him out yeah. and hope you win from there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, hundred percent. Uh, there's no, there's no logical reason not to. You're not going to get suspended for that. You're just going to get sinbinned. Yeah, like, Griffiths is back, by the way. Peter Huku, the back rower. Interesting. Oh, was he? Thirty minutes in the back row. Oh, jeez. He's named the four ten again this week. So you know, Jesus. mate, when you've got so many ball players, you got to get them all on the team somehow. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he is a pretty stout lad, Peter Huku. Good use yeah, stout, but, but really, yeah, but like, really, yeah. That's that's a lot of minutes to be. Throwing into a winger. Or Didn't he have a 300 metre game at fullback for Manly as well? That sounds like something that happened. Yeah, yeah, he got man of the match in a losing team 2013 semi final. That yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah, now he's a second rower. What yeah. a transformation. Yeah, I didn't. F- I found it bizarre though in this game. It, I know it worked. It ended up working twice, kind of. The second one was a forward pass, but I found it bizarre that Roosters' main tactic was attacking Team Fare. It's like, hey, let's find the best defensive centre of the last five years and run at him. And mm. then. He pretty much dealt with the trail the entire night. Yeah, the what, one forward pass beat him. Let's see. Like I, I know they made Tamari Martin make thirty-five tackles, but it's a team that also has a young half on the other side. And the other side, you've got you know you've got Kenny Dale who is, is a decent ball runner. You've got Joseph Manu who could use some ball. What I thought they disadvantaged themselves by showing their hand by going left the entire game, and I think they kind of got lucky winning it. I don't buy into the whole thing. Penrith deserved to win, but I think. The Roosters became a bit predictable in this game. And if they play better teams and just keep trying to do the same thing, they won't get away with that. Bodes well for your boys. No, uh, I said better teams. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're uh, going to get smashed this week. You are. Uh, Harry can't talk about this because they're his co-workers, but Brenton Speed calling this a grand final preview. Lucky I can't punch a hole in a projector because I would have. Because I was furious. Three or four times he called it a grand final preview in round three. Bit early. You could have called any game a grand final preview then. Uh, yeah, I agree. Night South, grand final preview. Yeah. What if that happened? Uh, we'll go. We'll have a good time. And the other subtle bit of rest faulting from Steve Blocker-Roach, trying to blame the rest for the 10-meter rule. <laughs> I um, I actually turned my... I actually watched Channel 9 willingly on Sunday afternoon. Wow. Because when I turned on Raiders-Tigers, he was commentating. And I was like, I yeah. can't. I, the, uh, my, my life... It's not worth devout, like it's not worth hurting myself to this extent to watch Fox. Well, he was willing on Penrith so and I much. Stand by that, it. <laughs> so in this situation, we know if people have seen the try, if they haven't, it's a it's a midfield bomb and Moylan and Peach are in front of the kicker. The rest call them both out, and they both follow through. Moylan gets checked in the run, and firstly, Blocker tries to justify as that not being offside because he got checked. So he invented a rule there. Yep, that, it, it, that's that is actually a rule. If you get touched while you're offside, it's it's it, it cancels out. Yeah, and then the next yep. one, Tyrone Peachy like gets within like three meters, and it's if you get within ten, you're offside. Gets in front of the guy, and the guy drops it, and then they pick it up and score. Penrith pick up and score. No, but um, that rule also exists. Matt, uh, it's um the uh, the force field rule is that <laughs> so if Matt Moylan has now been played onside because he was touched, if David Peachy is near the guy who's now onside, he's also 
onside. The, I said David Peachy. Yeah, if David's there, yeah, actually, yeah. And, if David, and if David Peachy <laughs> is also is also yeah. there, he would have also been onside. And then they're like, oh, it should be a try because the fullback had first crack. It's like, well, he had first crack with a guy who was offside in his face. I am actually like, all for color commentators just making up rules. Yeah, and they're like blaming the referee. Yeah. Can we not blame Peachy for being offside, costing his team a try? Yeah, no, all, all they've got to do is stay inside and they win the game. That means you could be offside for every kick if you let the fullback have the first crack at it. Yeah. You could stand on the on the end goal, do the rebound destroy of, of rugby league, stand on the goalposts and stand yeah. on the fullback's face and when he drops it, well, he had first crack, sir, so yeah. I'm onside. That's the new block of road rule. The downtown rule must confuse the shit out of him. Like, must, yeah. I, th- I think most rules do. Okay, Any fair rule. point. <laughs> the double marker confuses him. Yeah, uh, Anderson. Oh, mate. Uh, Cowboys 8, Manly 30. This is by far the most baffling result of the year, Harold. It was. Uh, there was just no conceivable way that Manly Warringah could get the two points in this one, and they did. So, uh, good on them. <laughs> You know, uh, the Cowboys coming off two Golden Point games to start the year in warm conditions. I mean, they are in Queensland conditions, which they train in. Uh, That doesn't make it any easier. A little bit flat and, yeah, Manly prepared to roll the sleeves up. And the Cowboys, unfortunately, weren't willing to... uh, go with them for a long period and get in that arm wrestle. Thought they'd just blow them off the park. I thought the Cowboys would due a loss on the back of those two games against a better team. I never gave Manly any shot of winning this football game. Like, if it was a mediocre team of my eyes, I probably would have picked them against the Cowboys because of missing Scott Tamalolo on the back of those two games. But they're also missing their fullback and they're missing a centre and they're missing a winger now. You know, everyone's gone. But I still thought Manly have no chance because Manly is similarly missing Martin Tapao, Darcy Lussick, uh, Adam Fanua Blake, and there's one other prop they're missing, uh, Lloyd Perrett. So I yeah. thought... They'll still, I thought, oh, after 20 minutes, they'll be fucked again. Yeah. How much yeah. do those four guys, how much will they improve Manly? Like, because as bad as Manly were in the first two rounds, right, they're still only, what, a win outside the eight? Like, if they get those, they, their front row rotation sorted out, can they do something? Can they? It's a big I'm year. I'm not going to rule a, anyone out. It's, it's a big year for me, but can they? Well, I, I, I will they say could. this. To Powell's back this week, and... Um, and Frank Winterstein is still starting, despite the fact that he's averaged like six runs for 40 metres a game in the mm. first three weeks but of the year. They're doing the right thing. That Tapao's a middle forward. He's better in the middle. He can he can take over games in the middle. So yeah. he played Tapao in the middle. But yeah, their, ed- their edges worry me a lot. Mm-hmm. That, and that's it. I find it hard to see them winning a lot of games. Those edges I just don't do it for me. And I don't, you know, I know Brian Kelly has looked good, but defensively inexperienced on an edge outside Frank Winterstein on one side. The other side, you've still got Aquilio Arte and another, and Curtis Siren are not a great defender either. That's why we'll worry about them. But you're right, though. That team, add to power in. You've already got Jake Turbo in the middle there. Yeah. Rotate the other guys through. Fanil Blake's a good off the bench. Uh, Darcy Lassick was actually quite good for them last year. Yeah, he was re- he was getting 140 a game. Yeah. Then, you know? yeah. and then you've got Cherry Evans and Green and Tommy Turbo. It's... It, it's, there is good pieces there, but again, yeah. I think we said in the preseason, I can't see a team that relies on big minutes from Winnerstein and Siren and doing still doing that well. Fair enough. But uh, this was a real gutsy win, though. Again, we use that yeah. gutsy again, but geez, like credit to him. Trent Barrett safe for another week. Yeah, credit credit to him. Cherry like, Evans was great. Um, also uh, on Matty Johns last night, Tom Tavoyevic, uh the obvious uh, wing contender for the Blues. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm I, mean gonna... I mean, Mansour's that's that's touch what and go. that's what they said basically. It was there's no yeah. Mansour, so uh, yeah. I mean, he's run for nearly 600 meters in three games. I mean, yeah. to be fair, 
like 200 of those meters have come on like length of the field tries yes. where the other teams drop the ball. But yeah. still, you got to make them. Yeah, but I feel like this one though is not a case of drop the ball. I think Tommy Turbo kind of created it. He mm. controlled that Thurston kick and predicted it with his foot and got it and got away. One thing I've noticed more this year too, I don't know if you guys picked on it yet, but I'll call it the Darius boy, but a lot more fullbacks are defending in the line yes. now. Yes, they a have. A lot of them are. Tommy Turbo got that try with that opportunity, defending the line, read Thurston like a book and got away. And yeah, I don't, I don't, understand. I don't know if it's going to be a trend from here on, but definitely a lot of teams are doing it and definitely teams are getting caught out doing it too. A lot more kicks in behind yeah, the scene. South's caught out Brendan Elliott doing it yeah. um, on their goal line to start the second half. He was just yeah. nowhere to be found. I'm like, gee whiz. Yeah, as as Bryce Goodwin yeah. had the easiest try he'll ever score. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, oh. But yeah, uh, good to see uh, Tom Tavoyevich with a bit of pace again, though. When he had his ankle injury yep. last year, he was so and Often slow. you see these guys get, like these guys who we think are the, among the fast in the game, yeah. get, a, get a lower body injury and, and they it. don't get fast again. But uh, no, he looks, and he I looks mean, fine. The, he was, Michael Morgan was chasing him. He's no slouch. So he did a pretty good job to, to keep the pace up there. So oh, one more thing before pace. Roberts out did Adokar. So shut up. Uh, <laughs> Roberts on a hobble with a hypercended knee and, hold, and holding the ball and holding the ball beat him in a 60 metre foot race yeah he done a, he had a head start yeah no but done Roberts runs people down from behind like if you if you're, the, the, if you're in the same realm of speed if the other guy's got the ball you should catch him Alex Johnston would have caught him Oh, yeah. oh, gee yep. Couldn't catch Corey Oates, mate. I'll, I'll fight you. Um, <laughs> We've seen that one as well. No, I, don't, I blocked that game out. Blocked of that game out. Yeah, but it, didn't, it never happened. But yeah, Manly fans, they were a bit hyperbolic. That This is when you're a sport fan base and people are, t- are tweeting that they cried after the win. You won a comp like five years ago. You yeah. made the finals for 10 straight years. <laughs> yeah. The salary cap era. But you, had, you, had one bad, you had one bad year and you're crying after a win. It's like Manchester United fans after like last year in the EPR. Yeah. When will it end? Yeah. For us, yeah. his long-suffering you've just, fans. You've just won your 600th game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Manly. Yes. Yeah. How do the fans do it? I don't know, man. What I don't know how you... Fan base? It's yeah. amazing. But no surprise that a fan base that won't cross the Harbour Bridge is spoiled. Yep. No surprise. As Dusty Rhodes would say, you don't know hard times. <laughs> uh, Cowboys... You don't know hard times. Leaning on Scott Bolton... Not yeah. a, like, he's good. I love yeah. Scott Bolton, but it's not the best sign for your middle when, uh, when currently he's your nah. best forward. Now. I mean, and Matt Scott's not the the tear away Matt Scott he was yeah. several years ago but I mean, he really is a vital cog for them like he's two 20 minute stints he just you know rolls the sleeves up and he gives them that tough carry when they need to get moving forward and then yeah. you get Tamalolo off the back of that and all of a sudden if you're not getting Matt Scott with that first carry to, to bend the line like it I mean they didn't have Tamalolo in this game yeah but it sort of renders him not as useful like he yeah. has to create a lot of that when he's so much more effective when if he's second run, yeah. Yeah, and we mentioned before Pod, watching the projector, the great projector, yeah. <laughs> and then Harry talking, and you can't call him it yet, but Tal Malolo is pretty close to the best player in the game for me. Pretty close, and we saw his mm. importance to the Cowboys here, that without him penetrating the line as easily as he does, there was no speed off the back of it, no quick play of the ball. And Manly kind of gobbled up their sideways attack without him. But this is a guy now racking up over 200 metres on the regular in the middle of the field in a position that's becoming thin on talent and getting paid because it deserves it currently. I yeah. think he's very close to the best player in the game. And yeah. we find out he's going to be paid like it. I think the, the comp for me would be like how JJ Watt is maybe the best player in the NFL, but yeah. because he because of the position he plays, he's not the most important. Yeah, and that but might I be think it. That, I think that's probably like He's right. so far and away above any other player in the middle of the field. Mm. Like Thurston has a cronk next to him, right? But Tamalolo is miles ahead of anyone in the middle. Bit of, bit of Sam Burgess disrespect there? No. Bit of Mitch Barnett disrespect, Harry. Uh, good, honest workaholic. Yeah. Bit of mongrel about <laughs> yeah. him. Love uh, you, Barney. 
one more guy as well. Sean Fensom. People think I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a. I don't wish well for Sean Fenson because I called his decline like two years ago. Campo must hate you. Campo, is, we should get him in. He's in the house <laughs> right now. Uh, I, I like Sean Fenson. I, I, yeah. I, I want him to do well. He was a guy that I, I've li- I liked for a long time because he's an honest, hard worker and a small guy who made a lot of what, what he's got. But another example in this game of him not being a first grade footballer. He played almost a reserve grade pack and struggled. Hmm. Defensively, not as good as he was. In attack, he only had 18 metres post-contact in 10 runs. and like He could be just getting his humidity legs in from the cold yeah, at Canberra. Like, he had a kick. He had a, kick, he, he had a, um, a dropout return where he had 25 metres of steam and then almost went... He went eight miles kind of backwards when he hit the defensive line. It wasn't good. Uh, Harold, had, yeah. as, a, uh, as a Knights fan, how did you feel about Caleb Ponga in this game? Uh, sad that he got injured. I mean, because it's never great to see anyone injured. But man... He's good. Mm. He's very, very skillful. Harry like, Shorts are getting a little bit tighter right yeah. now. Uh, I mean, to be like eighteen that, or nineteen, like, like like he plays with such great presence of mind. Like to be falling and thinking of offloading, and, th- yeah. and things like that, you know. And the the feet, like he, he's got Benji Marshall, Roger Tuivasa, Sheck style footwork. He's man. Yeah. He he's something something special, and I can't wait to get him in red and blue this year. And yeah. thank you. North Queensland, thank Pick you. <laughs> well, they're, they're really getting their depth tested. A team that hasn't faced injuries in a while, what they're missing now, they're missing Scott for the season. Tal Malolo's only out for one more week. They're missing him. They're missing uh, just, excuse me, Justin O'Neill for an indefinite time. I don't know how bad it is. Mm. Antonio Winters time with a broken wrist. Uh, and who else they lost? Or someone else. So the back line this week is what? That felt still there. I thought it, he got injured. He got injured, but I think he's still playing this week. Okay. But they're back on this week's uh, Ponga. Bowen, Geller Mosby. I'm very happy to to see him play. Classic Schmosby. Lynette and Felt. New combinations across the field. They can be tested in the next few weeks. Defensively, like, Mosby is is a great attacker with the ball. We all know this, but defensive liability and Mm. him and Lynette will get tested. Uh, Will they be marking up on uh, Hurrell's side of the field? They will be. Hurrell that'll and be... uh, Tyron Roberts-Davis. Davis. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be yeah. fun. Fun little matchup. Uh, not a lot of defense in that matchup, no. but a lot of attack. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to skip a game, and that will become obvious why in a sec. We'll jump back to it. Well, no, <laughs> we're going to jump back to that because it ties into the big news of the week. But first of all, we're going to do the last game of the round. Cronulla 10, Sharks 6. Uh, <laughs> Good reading, Matt. Uh, Cronulla 10, St. George Illawarra 16. Uh, the Dragons win a tense local derby, Harold. I really enjoyed this game. So did I. Um, derbies are often... I reckon sometimes they can leave a little bit to be desired, but this was actually one of the good games. You know, nice and tight. Because often they can be blowouts either way. Paul Vaughan. Uh, yeah. Jesus. He's in my fantasy team. Uh, doing Not allowed to do that. Yeah. Mate. Doing super, <laughs> doing super well. No, no one cares, mate. But, yeah. <laughs> is, is the Dragons attack... Like, is that round one victory and anomaly like in terms of their attack because well, yes. man, like they, they can't score points no. like, I think we all saw that coming Yeah, but yeah. at the same time we also agree that their defence is pretty good and if they can score 16 to 20 points in a game they're a red hot chance of winning it most weeks Yeah, they do have a very very good pack I, I like a lot about their pack I don't necessarily like Russell Packer like, yeah. you know what I mean because we saw how bad he was in round 2 as yep. opposed to round 1 they didn't really have a bad forward performance yeah. in no. this game I think everybody Everybody that got substantial minutes played yeah, well. Kurtman didn't get on the field, did yeah, he? No. And the Sharks Sharks were coming home with a wet sail, but I never really felt like, oh, the Dragons are gone here. I, I felt like they 
they had the game in control. And even when they had a chance to go for a late field goal to put it beyond doubt, they still backed their defence because giving away a seven tackle. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that was a good sign for them. Uh, it, I mean, Paul Vaughan was great across the board. Cam McInnes was not too bad Made either. For fifty-six tackles, well, yeah, I remember fifty-eight tackles. So. Yeah, uh, he set up a try, did he not? Again, yeah, yeah a little grubber to Aitken. Yeah, uh, I thought he did pretty well. The Aitken try though. Oh, oh my God! What a run! James Maloney cannot defend though, can he? Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> that was a bad. That was a really bad um, tackle, look, but. Uh, just on that on that left side as well, Ricky Latelli made a ton of meters. Yeah, two eighty or something, two, didn't he? I got two forty two in front yeah. of you, but you might be he right. He made like seven errors. He, yeah. But that's the thing; like he got Dally M points. I'm just like he made he they bombed. So How about many when he went for the try line for like six meters out and then <laughs> dropped the ball? Yeah. Um, I thought, despite the fact they blew some chances, I thought that combination with Lee is getting a little bit better. They He's both dropped. <laughs> Did he really? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Really? He scored his first try. He played all right after dropping Fecky four, and they've dropped Lee this week. So. Uh, ouch! I don't know. I don't get that. He, I, I, I don't know. Really we, we, we saw him have a few Barneys in camera, but I thought he was actually all right this week. Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, it's not like not, not earth-shattering news yeah. to me. And it, and it hurt Cronulla with Wade Graham went off first half concussion, doesn't come back, sort of yeah. stretched them a bit. I mean, yeah, team gets the team that the, the one team this weekend that actually followed the concussion protocols is, gets punished. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Jack DeBellin. I mean, I knew I couldn't love... I didn't think I could love him more, but cover me in honey. He had me back abs- a he, yeah, he had, I'm ready, mate. He had an absurd <laughs> amount of running Jesus metres Christ. by half-time, right? Like, he... No, that, yeah. The Fox got... The, they had it, in, uh, had it incorrect. They actually yeah. had him at 140 at half-time, but by the end of the game, they had him at 109. Yeah, they, someone uh, screwed up. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, they must have been... Must have, like... Put it in if incorrectly it, or something. Yeah, but, some, yeah, whatever. People make mistakes and stats. I mi- get that mi- well, missed two tackles though. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. But yeah. oh man, bit off Jack DeBellin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, um, I as you said, mate. I really their starting pack is just yeah. Impressive. I like for and, um, off the bench is good too. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're going to be pretty good next year, I think, with Ben Hunt there yeah. and a new coach. Maybe, yeah. but again, they're defensively so stout. If Ben Hunt can sort of just be allowed to freestyle a little bit, they yeah. might be okay. There's yeah. nothing more predictable for me, though, than the Dragons being defensively stout for 12 weeks and getting blown away for the last 12 weeks of the season. Yeah, the last that did years. happen last year. In the year if they just uh, take off the handbrake a little well, bit more They made the finals two years ago. Yeah. They did. And they should have yeah. won that finals game. They got they got cheated. Um, But if they just let the handbrake off and attack, They'll they'll be within a chance to make the eight off field because they're yep. defensively they'll they'll be okay. But Tim Lafay is looking okay. He too. looks yeah. yeah he looked good. It's just it's just sucks because they 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 they're six and seven offer no spark at all none. McCrone um, put a kick dead like twenty meters from thirty meters out in this game. It was sensational <laughs> how dead he put it. Oh my god! Yeah, he yeah. tried to put up a bomb and it went out on the floor behind the dead ball line and yeah. I think it landed like nearly in the seats. That is bad. Um, yeah, with uh, with Fano in this game. So they've already paid Val Holmes to be their fullback. Are they really going to spend all season doing Jack Bird, Val Holmes flips? Like, like they yes. did at this game a lot. Not only does it hurt you defensively on one edge, you, you got to... It just stifles it everything, just stifles right? everything. Yeah. Like, Ben Barber didn't get good there when they when they were bringing him off the bench or whatever. He yeah. got good when he got to play fullback the entire time and got an important cog. They've paid Val Holmes. Feels like a move to try and keep Jack Bird happy and keep him away from the Knights. But, like, mate... Bite the bullet at some point. That's rugby league. It's yeah. a salary cap league. You can't have everything you want. You mm. can't have both. You got to make a choice on some guys. Like the Cowboys yeah. had to do it with Ponga. Yeah, like I like Kurt Capewell for example, but guys like him and whatever keeping him in the back line to shuffle Bird into fullback doesn't make sense to me. No, chuck Bird back in the centres. I know he hates it, but that's that's rugby league. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. 
Val Holmes is to me is a better player anyway. Just a quick one on Bert. Is yeah. he a legit chance to leave Cronulla? Like, does he hate playing in the centres that much? Uh, he he's got that um, degenerative knee issue. Yeah, and he has. I don't know if his opinions changed currently, but two years ago he said he'll go whoever pays him the most. He doesn't know how long his career will last. I respect that. I respect. Like, yeah. I respect the honesty of saying that. So if he's still got the same thinking, maybe his knees have, have got better. But if he has, he'll just go to wherever the money goes. Hello, right. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I had nine, if I was getting nine hundred grand, I'll tell you what, I'd have a really good ankle, a great shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd be very fit. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't make a bad spine with a. I know it's young, mm. but Ponga, Lamb, uh, Bird, and Danny Levi. It's young, but it's not, there's not, some really good prospects. Look, if the Tigers have taught us anything, it's that nothing can go wrong when you throw a bunch of young players and spine <laughs> no, together. Exactly. Nothing, nothing. No, uh, development's linear. Yeah, they're all going to be. That's going to be their spine in the world. Yep. big that's, four. That's, I, why stop at a big four? Really? No, why, really? <laughs> I know. But big, big four, mate. What's that? A caravan park? Yeah. Or? Uh, <laughs> but uh, the dragons, anyway. Here. I remember saying to you a long time, Bunga, we both spoke about how much you liked Cam McInnes like two years ago, was it? or three yep. years ago. I was really happy when he backflipped and stayed at South. Yeah. And he just, it's not that he was a bad player, he was the just wrong was player the wrong fit. South. Wrong fit. Needed, they need a creative nine. He's not that, but he, he, what he does do is tackles his butt off and he works really hard. But he's gone to the Dragons. Real Mary fa- player. Found yeah. a system, yeah, tackle his ass off. Really Real lunch pail kid. He even... Yeah. Maybe the biggest lunch pail kid in the whole mm. NRL. Him and Jack DeBellin locked that middle up really well for them defensively. And then, yeah, in the ball in hand, he's he's not the, the he's not the greatest player with the ball in hand, what? but picks his moments so much better than Mitch Rain was for them. Yeah, I mean, he's, that, he, he's the anti-Mitch Rain. To this game, one run for four metres. Yeah, but set a try up yeah, and then but like, that's good what, service like, out. And, the, and that's fine. If you've got, like, the forward pack that they do, and they're all, all, their, all their edge and middle... Guys are breaking off 150 meters a game. Yeah. You don't need your hooker to be yeah. having 10 What's runs. What's the point of McKinnis taking a run? And it's you know what Mitch Rain would do: take a run and get dominated in the play of the ball, slow the play right down on the back of a good play of the ball. Yeah, and, and then the not play. have your hooker to pass the ball to someone else. Instead, oh, Paul Vaughan's made making 15 meters a run. I'll give it to him. That's a good plan. Not it that, worked not in this that game. hard to figure it out. It's not. But Paul Vaughan 200 plus meters or 14 runs is great. For that's the prop. yep. That's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty yep. damn good. All right. Last game of the round. Uh, we left this to last because obviously the big news of today, well, yesterday really, was that Jason Taylor has been sacked as the West Tigers coach. This comes on the back of a 46-6 to shellacking uh, at the hands of the Canberra Raiders on Sunday afternoon. Um, that was obviously going to be our big news topic of the week, so we'll just sort of parlay that into this right uh, now. We'll talk about the game first. Talk about the game first. Um, obviously, the big story, Harold, the return of the Coltrane. Thought he was pretty good. He was good. actually. Um, He's boring, boringly safe. Yeah, I agree. bring back the real Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah. There were no grubbers. There were no second tackle grubbers. Yeah, I like, think I think he'll do that for five or six weeks. Uh, loosen up. Yeah, and then slowly. I mean, it's in, it's inevitable that he'll loosen up. I mean, look, you've got Leipana in this team. They're up by forty. Where was the chip kick? Yeah, <laughs> come on. What would what would um, Sticky have done? In all honesty, how do you have done that? It's like, mate, I've got you here on a training trial deal, and, you and, and you're doing it. I don't care. I don't care if we're up by forty, mate. Oh, I could only imagine like <laughs> he would rip paint off the walls. But all right, yeah. Harry, right, right, I'm gonna because I'm never gonna stop bitching about this. I'm going to give you two players. I'm not going to tell you their names. I'm going to just give you their, their stats. Mm. So player A, 22 runs, 225 meters, three offloads, two line breaks, 19 tackles, one try. Uh, player B, uh, 12 runs, 112 meters, one offload, one line break, 18 tackles, zero tries. A try uh, assist. Though. And a try, a try assist, that's true. Uh, which player deserved the Dalian points? Well, 
I know where you're going. I'm going to guess that player Ray was Josh Papali. You are yeah. correct. Yeah. He did not get any Dalian points. Uh, has one of the more unusual haircuts. That is true. Role. And player B is... Uh, Junior Paulo, right? Well done. One yeah. of the more unusual guts. If yeah. Who got, oh. three, who got three Dalian spare points. Ti- spare tyres, Paulo. He, uh, he copied the Sam Thider this week, by yeah. the way. He must have seen himself on TV last week. I'm not going to stop complaining he about this. He put the undershirt on. He, uh, yeah, third party deal no. with Michelin. <laughs> Big time. I'm not, not, not going to stop complaining about this. Oh, no, I like what you're going there, by the way. I'd love to see a Michelin sticker yep. across his chest. <laughs> Somebody's shirt comes up next week. Michelin. But yeah, that, that's ridiculous. And like we've we discussed pre-season why Dally M isn't a great um, expecta- or a, a marker of how great a player is like Darren Lockyer never got close to winning a Dally M yeah. right but uh, it's simple I mean, one he was, person he was carried by Tony Carroll for most yeah. of his career one person shouldn't be giving points for one game is that nah. simple to me yeah. Yeah. that's it it's and insane it, and it comes down to it's what, not the end of this Mitchell I'm going to keep bringing this up every time they screw this oh, up yeah. I've been tweeting every single one I haven't liked yep uh, Junior Paulo, though, I love the fact this guy must love getting his dick out because yeah. he gave, got off the he got off was off the Nooney run and gave it away to Elliot Whitehead. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, yeah. must love getting great it great team player, but you'd have to be a dead set moron to award him the points. Yeah, like, and the, and the Luke your Curry your one too. your personal hero was the one that gave him the three <laughs> points. Harry Darren Lockyer did that game. Harry's personal hero, not yours, <laughs> Joey. Yes, uh, yeah. he likes him big. I've got other rugby league heroes. No, but, you don't. Yeah. Ben Kennedy's your number one hero, right? Oh, no, nah, I see. So, or Cole Turner. Mm. Oh, yeah, Cole Turner, of course. Oh, but... fair, fair sucker, the sad guys. Come on. <laughs> I love you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, Tigers. Uh, they did They led 6 0. They did. Mm. And the Raiders were really clunky for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. There was one bust up the middle. I think it was for the white and try. Yeah. No, there's five blokes there. They didn't, they we, didn't even look like having an, a go. We're seeing an abnormal number of kickoff errors this year, right? Yeah. Well, yes. it's not just me, right? No. Nah. Okay. We've also had six sin bins in like four rounds. That I'm happy Ridiculous with. Ridiculous yeah. amount. But, um, yeah, when Tigers. I, I thought they'd make the eight. I look very silly right now. Although, who knows? If they get a new coach, uh, who knows who it's going to be? But, um, uh, you know, who knows if they can? someone can turn this around because clearly something is rotten. Well... It is only round four this week. Yeah. So th- that is the one positive they have going forward. I don't like who's going to coach. I'm guess we're going to find out. Like, does Andrew Webster, their assistant, does he t- take over for the rest of the year, and and do they leave it that long? Who knows what's going to happen? Well, I mean, there's yeah. two guys who are rumored. One I think would be great, and yeah. one I think would be disastrous. But following that performance, yeah. on, in the last two weeks, they need someone to just go in there and yeah, absolutely so we- and look Luke I mean, Brooks in the eye and say, mate, you are pathetic in defence. <laughs> like, like, they dead set need some tough love, some of these I guys. agree. Yeah. Um, they've got, I think if Ivan Cleary were to be the guy, he would give that. And I think if Todd Payton were be, to be the guy, he would not. Mm. Uh, he's just another, he's one of the boys. I yes, can't uh, see that. That is That would be, to me, the worst thing they could possibly do. Good example of um, the player's choice for coach not working out, Rick Stone. I was gonna say, that was the exact ago. example I was going to yeah, give. That, Great yeah. club man, beloved by everyone up there, but sometimes that's yeah. not the right decision. There's examples of both, though. Like Trent Robertson was the Roosters fan, player's choice, for example. That was good. It's mm. more the fact, to me, it comes down to player's choice here is a club where player's choice has been wrong before. Mm. You don't, like, how many times you listen to this? Yeah. The player power has been ridiculous for a long time. Yeah, they run Stop the joint. To it. Yeah. They do. Like, it's dead set. Like, how many end, coaches have been nice? The Tigers are the NWO of... Um, of the NRL, like it's just the inmates run the asylum there, yep. and until someone comes in there and says, "Look, have a bloody go," well, I like, think like bend would... your back and use your shoulder. I think and have Cleary a go would defense. be fantastic. Yeah, I just can't get I just can't get over how 
a team that can, when they want to be, just turn it on in attack, but just the absence of wanting to put their body on the line in defense, it's just yeah. staggering. Not huge fans of tackling. No, and I just don't know why. And, and games like this, by the way, is why I can't call James Tedesco the best player in the game. I love Teddy, but as a fullback, there's only so much you can do. And mm. the Tigers like playing currently when they're in trouble. Throw it at Tedesco and see what happens. Not much happens when no one else is moving, which is what was happening in this game. And that's why fullbacks, it's, it's hard to create from just getting the ball chucked to you out the back. Oh, 100%. Like, like he was on fire around one when there was space created by other players and the team was running direct when they play South and whatever. But the last two games, you can see the struggles they have when they when they lean on him too much, firstly. But secondly, when no one else is creating anything for him. Fullbacks need space. There's the laziness in, a, in defense and attack. There's not enough decoys in attack. There's not enough ball movement at all. In defence, I mean, don't start me on the defence. The A defender's falling asleep. Are you kidding me? You're next to the ruck and you don't want to make a tackle? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. The, the, the Whiten try is one of the more embarrassing tries in round three. These tries happen around 26 because teams are over the season. Yeah. In round three, you're playing football like that? It's Disgusting. Yeah. And it's it's only so long you can keep blaming the coaches at this club. I, like, I think Jason Taylor probably at some point was done here. Might have been copped early. Anyway. I don't think he was getting a contract upgrade. No. but yeah. So I think he was done anyway this year. So whatever, what's the point of getting him now or not? But this this squad's had a lot of excuses over the last five. Too years. Too many, way too many. So many excuses. Yep. Um, I will say it, it takes a lot to get someone like Andrew Johns to criticise anyone, mm. and the fact that he's come out and blasted the Tigers as an organisation is very telling because we just don't see that very often. No, um, I mean, like you lament the fact that the media is all. all-in mate fest and things like that, but they just don't have a go, and I can't get past it. In defence, they're not willing to play for their mates, and and it's just so deeply ingrained with them. Like, this group, you need a clean-out. This is one of the, this game is embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's just awful. Like um, they're just a, a, a team full of comfortable players that are always comfortable. I don't get it. Like, how have these guys earned that comfort? They're not good enough to, to demand that kind. This of is thing. a squad that's, I mean, never been to the finals together. Yeah, yeah. they just don't care. They just don't care. Yeah. Enough. Like I tell you simple. what, Brooks and Moses are going to catch Sandow for most first graded games by a by a half. Well, Luke Brooks without... nearly played a hundred, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then you got uh, like the bench as well. This is where it's on Taylor, but. Going into a rugby league game with your bench having Jack Little, John Joel Edwards, and Kyle Lovett on it, it's not good enough. No. I mean that in the Kyle Lovett thing, it's not. It's I mean not a hundred percent. Elijah Taylor was a late withdrawal. Yeah, and but I think they sort of really had, didn't have. You had an the option. option still. You had a prop in his nineteen. Yeah, and didn't play the prop. Yeah, true. And I know again, Wesley Lolo is an unknown factor, but you can't win games without middle forwards. You can't play three middle forwards and think you're going to win a football game. No. Just doesn't work like that, but they they're going to be in the headlines for the rest of the season because yeah. of the way the con, like the salary cap situation that yeah. they that they're currently in. Like it's just not going to be as simple as we're putting a new coach on and yeah. all our problems are solved. Like they are going to be in the headlines every week, yeah. and it's just the same old crap for West, which they've become Parramatta. Yeah, I do think the coach was part of the problem there, but I yeah. think the players are still massively part of it. But yeah. The coaching for me, some of the baffling things for me is that he spent last season turning Josh Alloye into a right edge second rower and just turning Suasa Su into a prop. Come round one this year, he's doing the, the exact yeah, reverse. Mm. You, you know what are you what are you building on? Aren't you developing Josh Alloye into something? Yeah. Give him a position. You know, one of the best things with Craig Bellamy is that when you go to the Storm, you get your role and that's your role. You know your role. You play that every week. You know, I want this out of you. You're playing in the middle. You're playing 25 minutes. I want eight hit-ups and whatever out of you. Like, God, he got the best out of Ryan Morgan, for yeah. goodness sake. Like. But then you, you go to the Tigers and it's like, 
what was my position? Where do I play? Oh, yeah. I'm a back. I'm an edge back row. This year. I just spent two years in the front row. Now I'm on the edge. Oh, I was an edge. I'm in the middle. Oh, I'm Kyle Lovett. I've played center. I'm playing lock. I'm playing on the right edge. Yeah. Like when Par- these guys a role. When Parramatta won uh, two wooden spoons in a row, I remember they yeah. were getting beaten by fifty in a game. And and Gus Gould said on commentary, "Well, the man who can fix Parramatta is a dead set genius." Yeah. Same rule applies at West. The, yeah. the person who can come in there and get them on the way and. Well, What's the go with the board? Like, like it's just well, they you, get they get so much wrong. You made a, hit a yeah. funny point there that the guy who fixed Parramatta or who's fixing Parramatta lost out to Jason Taylor for this job two years ago. Mm. But the Parramatta players protested that they they didn't want Jason Taylor yeah. when they found out it was going to be him. And Brad Arthur came in, and Arthur's been the right appointment. It looks fantastic, but yeah, Taylor's getting replaced now by someone. He must just rub guys the wrong way. Oh, the guy is. I have little doubt that he's a good attacking coach. Yeah, and, you know, very knowledgeable guy. But yeah, he's done good jobs as a Roosters assistant, for example. He has actually had some good seasons at South. He was the first coach to make the finals with Souths in twenty years. Yeah, he's been afforded opportunities though. He got time at Tigers. I know it's only t- you know two yeah. years. It looks like, but he has got time. Mm. And well, there's more to it than what we all know. There has to be more to it. But there, there's a whole battle here that. Too much player power, definitely still yeah. at this club. And, and this isn't something that's happened for two years. Like yeah. the issues at this club have been since they become the West Tigers in the year two thousand. Yeah. Like, and you got to think. All right, great hypothetical for two of you right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Bellamy interviewed for the Storm of after the Baby Broncos when yeah. he coached them in two thousand and two. Uh, the Tigers interviewed him, but they chose Tim Sheens. Now, now three years later, they won yeah. the premiership. Would they have been better off? Going for Bellamy, hundred percent. Like, yeah, Sheen's definitely did a great job to win that premiership with a squad that probably wasn't premiership worthy. Yeah. But the club crumbled pretty much from like two thousand ten. Mm. They the yeah, they, so well. they won they won the comp in 05 without making the finals by under Sheen's ever before that, and then yeah. they didn't make it again under until Sheen's until two thousand ten. Yeah, twenty eleven. They yeah, I thought they were going to win the comp in twenty eleven, but then they've been absolute yeah. garbage ever since. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, so I, I don't think I don't think it's a stretch to say that Craig Bellamy would have had better results. Would he have won a grand final? We can't say that for sure, but I'm no. sure certainly would have been competitive every year. Yeah. And got, I don't know, but I mean, I'd trade one premiership and five years of incompetence for you know being you being know, what the Bulldogs are now. Yeah, like basically the, fifth, the fourth or fifth best team every year. Yeah, I think but, yeah. I think if you ask any fan if they'd rather win the grand final once and then suck for a few years, yeah. I think they'd take that it's over. That's the Arsenal narrative, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, you'd rather be Leicester than Arsenal. Yeah. Is, is and I th- yeah. I don't think that's I think I think most fans would feel that way. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you do feel for Tigers fans here though. They're in this like it just seems to be a vicious cycle of that they've always got a young squad, they overpay their own talent and five years later they've ruined someone so he goes somewhere else. So. Yeah. But that's it. They they did this whole thing when they cleaned their club out like three or four years ago or three years ago. Cleaned out all these guys that paid on potential but then paid players on potential again and they've just yeah. been in a mess since then. Suli have done it again. Mm. Yeah. Well, they've... He, he might turn into something really great. We don't know yet. God, but... He's on an island, isn't he? They yeah. just hung him out to dry on the wing as well. Mm. And then they, they try to find... Also, people try to find players to blame. They try to blame Kidwell for the defence, whatever, but... Now he's gone and they're still he's gone, bad. They still suck. Harry really nailed it with the commitment there. There's no commitment defence from Moses or Brooks, who are supposed to be your team leaders. And halves are allowed to miss tackles. But you've got to get stuck in. Yeah. You're allowed to miss tackles. Just yeah, hang on until someone comes and helps you. Yeah. yeah. Like like Milford just, at least slow him down. Yeah. Milford misses a lot of tackles, but at least he gets bumped off. Brooks mm. will get out of the way for you later yeah. through. Yeah. And then Kevin Nagama, I mean, lovely bloke off the field from what I've heard. Really get defender. stuck in. 
but he he is the worst to send. And last the attack again. hasn't really been there this year to justify no. the bad defense either. Brank, so. like, you, comparison to me is like one who makes positives out of it. Branko Lee's a great attacker, average defender. Nagama's an okay defender, but attacker. But his defense is the worst in the comp of any edge player to me. Like how he can't be in first grade. And it, yeah, it just like, there's so many messes here. Spe- like, like Josh out her car's gonna be licking his lips running at that that yeah. side this week, isn't he? Like uh, especially with these, the revenge game in his mind as well. So yeah. like. Man, okay. Before we move on, do you want to go through? Let's try and find some positive for Tigers fans. We've smashed them for a while. We know a lot. Listen, uh, so find some positive. Well, what can happen? I, from I here? think. Well, okay. So this was in the news rundown as well, but it's relevant to Tigers. So I just bring it up here as well. So they've apparently given a deadline to their big four to sign extensions. Um, <laughs> the last time this happened, they lost Benji Marshall. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man. Yeah. You've got to be afraid of a Tigers fan of those four players, though. Uh, especially they were the same agent and that that's what reeks oh, I didn't know that. for me all four of them with Isaac mm. Moses and Isaac Moses is his nephews of Benny Elias and just to me that if you get in that kind of thing with all better all four of them I get really scared of that being a player power and situation this is a really bad time to do this because you just got destroyed you just got smashed I think this I think what happens with the the coach is going to be huge if it's and now you're kind of between a rock and a hard place because if you all right let's just say Let's just say, for argument's sake, that the two choices they have right now, and that from what everything I've read, the two choices they have are Ivan Cleary and Todd Payton, right? Mm-hmm. I think we can all, like, those are the two guys that have been linked with the job the most. So, obviously, one of those guys is an outsider, and one of them is a, one of them is a club man. That's yeah. Payton being the club man, Ivan Cleary being the outsider. Now, you're in a rock and a hard place here, because to appease these guys to get them to re-sign, you might have to take the club man as your coach, but that's kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face, because... Mm-hmm. Objectively, I don't think he's a better coach than Ivan Cleary would no. be. So you're kind of damned either way, right? Yeah. From what I've heard, top if the players want to go. If they, if they, yeah, I'm saying no. Nah. If you want to, yeah. if you want to walk, walk. I'd yeah. be making. I mean, obviously, I think us three in this room right now, and any any rational fan who watches these games would have a pretty clear ranking of how for, important these four guys are. Like in in order, and I don't think it's very arguable. The only the only thing I think people might debate is whether Moses or Woods is second behind yeah. Tedesco. Brooks is clearly fourth for me, and I don't see oh, how anyone could argue that. He can he, he can walk as far can, as I'm concerned. Yeah, he can just... and so you obviously Tedesco is priority one. That yeah. guy's a superstar. You yeah. you can't let that guy go. Look, He's a gener- Tedes- once in a generation. Tedesco and Woods, I do all I can to keep. Yeah, him. I think that's fair. The, the only like, reason, yeah. the only argument I'd make for Moses ahead of Woods is that. Uh, I don't think Woods is a must keep. I agree, and that's uh, I, I've, the only argument I make for Moses is I see a lot in that guy uh, potential wise. I know it's, yeah. uh, he's still he's still only twenty two, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if he debuted this year and was twenty two, people wouldn't be saying these things. Like what? So he didn't set the world on fire as a twenty year old in the NRL, so we should give up on him? Yeah. Nah, I, I've seen enough from that guy in 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 some games to think that he's worth persisting on with. And if you're going to keep one of those playmakers, I think it's him. Yeah, he um, don't deserve a pay raise. You, so. no, no, for sure. But then you you got to find someone. You got to find a veteran to pair him with, man. I don't know yeah. where you go. I don't know how you find that. Uh, maybe there's a maybe there's a Sherborg boy playing in the Newcastle local comp or who's also <laughs> been playing for North Devils in Queensland Cup that you could sign. I don't know. Maybe him or maybe someone else. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I'd be keeping Moses. Tedesco's priority one. Moses and Woods two and three. Brooks, as you said, can probably go. Yeah. I wouldn't be married to Woods because not like I don't hate the guy. As he's a, obviously a good yeah. club man. Obviously a good club man. Um, and it's a position that's thin, but it's more the fact that 
I don't want to be relying too many or much on this called big four, put too much in player power, and yeah. I think Woods is replaceable, whereas Moses could possibly be replaceable, but you're looking at a guy in a position that's pretty thin as well. Side note, I, I find the term big four offensive, yeah. given that it's the comp is Greg Inglis, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, and Cameron Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Four guys who could all make a case to be rugby league's next immortal. It's, it's a media Four guys dub. who are all unbelievably yeah. good. It's, it's media dub. None of these guys... Brooks in a big four. Uh, you, yeah. you, okay. They wouldn't be in the, he wouldn't this, be in the fucking Knights big four. This, this is how <laughs> off-loop Brooks I am. David yeah. Nofaluma is the fourth best player in that. He deserves to be in too. that big four. And I'm signing him... Before and, I even look at Luke Brooks, and like, and and Suazo Su for me, yeah. I love Nofaluma. Yeah. great player. Look, there is a look, there is a handful of players that you'd keep at the Tigers, and you go, okay, we can keep these who, guys. Who's long term? It's just Chris Lawrence who's signed up beyond next year, right? The, it's a it's a really thin roster in terms of contracts. In the yeah, there's a couple of guys who you, you. So that is a good positive. For yeah, them. that's they, true. Yeah. You can let a lot of these guys walk, um, but you know, I'd be keeping. If if they're going to sign for like a reasonable price, not paying overs or for, yeah. obviously, I'd be keeping guys like Tim Grant. Jesse yeah. Sue, that they've got talent. They're first grade players. Yeah. Um, as you said, Elijah Taylor. Taylor. Elijah Taylor, of course. Yeah. yeah, but he's already re-signed. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, Nofaluma. Yeah, make sure I keep him. Yeah, the rest, yeah, yeah. pretty much out of that. I'd outside of uh, Tedesco. Uh, sorry, Tedesco Moses. Grant at value, Sue at value, yep. Nofaluma. Oh, sorry, of course I forgot Sully's signed. Let like anybody well, walk, yeah. pretty much. The yeah. rest of them can go, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't lose any sleep over losing most of those guys, unless you get like the best defensive coach ever to fix Kevin Nakama's defense. Yeah. But apart from but that... But he's like 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he that old? Yeah, yeah he's pretty old. Yeah, he didn't debut until he was, he was quite senior. Mm. Okay, let's try and find positives, okay? We found some... There's a few positives. But if they... Say if they bring on Ivan Cleary... Yeah. There's a guy that has players who likes playing for him. And I'm not... You know, and there's a positive there. Elijah Taylor's his man already. So he comes in... And, and he, I and assume, Ke- is a clubhouse leader. You, you, I assume so. I don't know. Uh, Dean Fare is, is a big Ivan Cleary fan, and would and Penrith aren't exactly tied to him either. Mm. They've got other options. Would solve a lot of issues for the Tigers. Dean Fare good at defending. Yeah, would uh, solve a West lot Tigers of issues. outside backs bad at defending. Put him on the right edge in Moses' side and whatever, and, you, and, you, and that's it. Problem solved for mm. me. A great uh, vote of confidence for Ivan Cleary for me, and this is I don't know, like people might tell me I'm an idiot or something like that. Remember how versatile and how valuable a guy like Lewis Brown was at the Warriors and then the Panthers? And, and then he's at Manly and he's just doing nothing. Yeah. Like, he played all those years under Ivan Cleary and was a Kiwi Test player and a really valuable squad player who could cover a number of positions. And Busted ass. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the kind of impact a great, a good coach like that can, can have. And, and he got a Warriors team, like... Five years there, he got him to the finals four times, grand final once. Yeah, uh, got a really, really dog crap Penrith team. The, the, almost gonna, the Warriors of the West, Western Sydney. The yeah, I'm gonna, anyway. I'm gonna throw a crazy idea out there, yeah. and it's not allowed because there's no trades in the NRL. But yeah. Josh Reynolds for Luke Brooks, who says no? I th- seriously, mm. I think that solves both those teams. Probably. Oh, it'd make no. Des Hasler happy. No, Moses, they end up with no seven at the Tigers again, though. Moses no, really I think you can turn six. that guy into a dominant playmaker, who? though. I really Moses. think you can. Yeah. Dominant playmaker doesn't mean you're a number seven still, though. Mm. Milford's dominant playmaker, it is in a halfback. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't think that's the answer for them. I definitely could be the answer for the Bulldogs somewhat. Figure something out. I don't know. The yeah. Brooks and need to even, change even if Reynolds isn't your long-term answer at, at, at six, know. you find a spot it, for the guy somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. If, if you send over a front rower or something as well to sort of boost their, their pack or, well, not, or even another outside back. Madalino, so they got a steal. 
not exactly happy at the Warriors. Ivan Cleary mm. likes him. He well, likes Ivan Cleary. Yep. He reneged nine years ago. He, he had did his chance to come to Newcastle. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I he, bet he's kicking himself. <laughs> and, you know, what they've got to do, though, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of good quotes I've heard around this game. One of them is that power is taken, not given, at a footy club. Mm. If Ivan Cleary comes in, for example, got to make the club his, and that's it's simple as that. And another one on the back of that, I can't remember. It might have been it might have been John Lang who said this. You might not correct me if I'm wrong, Harry. Yeah, Ryan Girdler said this about um, yeah, uh, Johnny Lang. Clubs, yeah. great clubs and premierships, not teams. teams. Yep. This is way more than a team issue. There, way 100%. more than that. Seventeen on paper, that's yeah. all issues. Look, but they need to give the reins to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. I mean, doing. how telling was it that after the Taylor just came out, you had the standard response, the fucking predictable response from the club legends who were just being oh, all all those guys. I'm not, and, and not yeah. even Farah. I'm talking about guys like Farah. Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, but like I'm talking about yeah, like uh, Paul Searin and being like yeah. calm as a bitch and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous. It's as just, great as those players were, it's time to just shut up. Yeah, they're all rent a quote guys. Yeah. And I know that for a fact. They are all, all, they are all rent a quote guys. By the way, Benny looked great on television. It's like how, yeah, it's like with it's like I mean <laughs> yeah. it's, it's he's not, looking really good. For I mean his they've mid-50s. they've smoothed it over now, but it was like how four years ago you could run to George Pickens for a quote if you wanted to bash South. Yeah, it's the exact yeah. same thing you can do with the Tigers now. You yeah. just run to any of those guys. Yeah. At, 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 what, at what point do they just shut their beef and go look? It's it's not our club. Like their club doesn't exist. No. Like you know, it's the West Tigers. It's yeah, not Balmain. They they, they the speak Tigers. as if it's Balmain still. That that's a big problem with that club. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's huge and. They need a guy. Like to me, not every club needs a head coach. It's in charge. I think that that team's screaming out for one. Yeah, the head coach. It's in charge of the recruitment, all the background stuff, and the reason why, especially because Marina goes not so much a football mind as no. she is a businesswoman. Yeah. So and if, I, and if you have a business, and a lot of clubs do have a business oriented person in charge of the club rather than she a football was a journalist oriented. and an editor at a magazine. Man, yeah. is she really a businesswoman? I think she's. I think she's very savvy. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know if I'd call her. Well, she does. I, she does offer like business coaching sessions not, or something like that at a, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars an hour. Tongue because she's a woman, but she's done a shit job for me. So oh, hundred percent. Oh, agree. Hundred percent agree. But I think yeah. I don't know if you if you've just sacked the coach. If what you want to do is also get rid of the chair, like no. the, the the boss of the club, fire much. sale at the Tigers. Just, I mean, if you yeah. if, if you want to go scorched earth and get rid of her, get rid of everyone and yeah. throw a half back in with it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, uh, yeah. Worrying times. Uh, yeah, Ivan Cleary though could be a name as well that helps recruit. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. put him in there. Todd Payton, I think, actually is on a first a first grade head coach trajectory from what the work he's doing. Doesn't mean he'll be a good head Too coach, soon. but he's but, only been yeah. out of the game five six years. But another club stop. They don't have to go back to that well. Hey, yeah. Nathan Brown was only out of the game for like yeah, two years, and, and that that was... coaching stint ended really well mm. with the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think Peyton's the answer. Cleary can bring some name power, maybe take control of the place and sort some things out. Yeah. It'll yep. make Elijah Taylor very happy. Exactly right. Mm. Uh, anything else to say before we move on? Uh, we missed one thing in the uh, Sharks-Dragons game. Oh, Fafita okay. slapping Josh McCrone twice. God, that was good from McCrone. <laughs> oh, yeah, and got won the penalty. Yeah, like the, the Sharks had some momentum there. And Fafita, is, as always, when he has a bad game, he's too focused on the referee and ruck penalties was lying on McCrone and hitting him in the head in front of the ref. And the ref bought the first hit. was like, get up and play it. And the second one, brilliant. Just, Just cut, brilliant. Cut yeah. the shit out. Yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. Fido? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. Wouldn't it be 
pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So Fafita was a shot here. But, uh, it was, but it was his teammate that got it. Yeah. Chad Townsend's try celebration <laughs> after the no try. Uh, Love that. Kicking a door in. What was he doing? Kick, uh, he kicked a door, was it? And then stepped into the door and then did a pose or something after it. Look, we do need more post-try celebrations. Agree. We need more early 2000s. Uh, we need more good ones, though. Yeah. And, and, and not on no tries. Yeah, it was brilliant. And then yeah. the angle of Fox getting him screaming the F word back at the ref. Because he thinks, ah, no, he wasted yeah. his celebration. You can't do that again, Chad. Yep. Yeah. You have to get a new celebration, new trademark, mate, because you yeah. can't bring that one back out. Because uh, he has dabbed, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Co- Common trait in uh, Drop It Like a Sump winners this year. Me, Luke Brooks, Chad Townsend, all great haircuts. Actually, your hair is not as buffonty. It's because it's, ra- it's raining, champ. Oh, okay, yeah. Keep, keep it like that. looks respectable. <laughs> the fuck? Sure. Oh, he hasn't got his shoes. You can have a shot at either way. Uh, yeah. these, are no. sen- these are sensible sneakers. Yeah, okay. they're very not, sensible. Not gaudy ones. So, as per McCress last week, Bungard, yep. we got a new news drop. Oh. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's <laughs> away, Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Redradra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Redradra. You actually did it. That's our news drop. I, I told you, if you put the ABC News music over that drop, you can play it. The news every week. Yeah. We did it. Well done. I never well doubted done. you. I just forgot that I said that. <laughs> you <played laughs> we got it, it done. I enjoyed that I was, a lot. That was I was screwing around for 15 yeah. minutes before the pod trying to get it, get it working. I'd say it was worth it. Really? All right. Uh, rumors. News. <laughs> Jason Tamalolo could be offered a $10 million contract over seven years, Harold. Yeah, he's worth it. I agree. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time to give anyone a contract, but... It is. I assume uh, there's... Will he be the first million dollar forward? I mean, apart from Cam Smith. Sam Burgess. Yeah. Mm, probably. I think so. But uh, as I think he, that cash is fair. Mm. If yeah. it's 10 over He's 7. He's dominant. And uh, if it's a $10 million cap next year. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You're giving the best forward in the game like 15% of salary cap? Sure. Yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. And I know seven years is a long time, but if you're him, you've got to take that. Because like, even though you might be on unders in five years, $10 million is a bloody oh, good how guarantee. Could, how, could, how could you say, no, yeah, I've just become the $10 million man. Wowee. And, and yeah, the Cowboys are just gambling on him staying fit and motivated. And yeah. I guess there's been nothing to prove that he won't do that. Mm. Yep. Unless yeah. he becomes a star running back in yeah. the NFL. I am, I am still scared of like, it's... So rare we see over five-year deals work out. I mean, the last bloody long deal like this was Cherry Evans, and we've seen how that's going so far. But, played well this week, therefore. He's still got yeah. six more years left yeah. in this deal after this year, yeah, so small sample size, Mitch. Mitch. If this keeps Tamalolo in the league forever, just do it. We'll okay see what happens. It. 100%. All right, uh, just, I just added this last minute. I just remembered it when Harry mentioned Benji Marshall before. So Kiber Another Park, Tiger loss. Yeah, Kiber Park has ended their relationship with uh, the West Tigers, Harry, and despite the Gold Coast Titans being, what, five minutes away, I uh, have... have um, Got in a bed with the uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's just so, so dumb it's from the Titans. the Titans, man. So, oh. the, the reason why they've moved to the Bulldogs is that Warren McDonald, who's been the long-term recruitment guy from the Tigers, has mm. gone to the Bulldogs. But the Titans also had a bid. Yeah. And the Titans lost that bid. Yeah. 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 So, Kevin Proctor went to Keeper. I'm, gonna, I'm right? just going to rattle a few off. It's not so all of them, but like obviously everyone knows Benji Marshall went there. He's like the the... the the post, One of the, the original post, yeah. success stories, but then you got guys like uh, Tim Smith went there, Jordan Carhu, Ignatius Parsley, Sam Moa, Tamari Martin went there, uh, Jamal Alessi, uh, Ben Teo's one, yeah, mm. J- uh, Jai Arrows there, Greg Eastwood, 
Heaps of guys. It's essentially a nursery that pumps out a first grader every two, every year. Yeah. Ben. Whether it be a top one or not, oh. it's it's a high school pumping out first graders, yeah. and uh, you've in your region and you've missed that. Like it's it, it is one of the best rugby league nurseries. Bodine in the Thompson country. as well. Yeah. Like it's like them and then Dever High and a couple yeah. others. Yeah. They're 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 it. And, and how many guys of how many of those guys have played for the Titans? Well, Bodine Thompson's like the only one who's come through. Yeah. Really. Oh, they've got Levi Hapulu and Tyrone Roberts Davis. Oh, well. okay. Yeah. Well. I just, I just got really triggered because you said Ben Teo and I couldn't see him on the list. And then yeah. I realised I had to scroll down to the rugby union section. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Broncos are pumping their money into, into Logan now, I believe, and, and they're doing quite well. Well, that's a big growth area in southeast Queensland, right? Yeah. It is. And but the Titans are like, missing out on this. They, they've got another school in the area that's on the up. But man, the, go, go the proven, man. Yeah, well, Bulldog, Bulldogs taking Queenslanders from the Titans. This is one of my gripes with the Titans. It's, yeah. it's so long is that... There's no Queensland talent coming through. And here's yeah. another example of it just whiffing on Queensland talent. Yeah, because up north, you've got the Cowboys doing a great job. And, yeah. yeah. And, and down south. Down south. In Melbourne, you've got the, the Storm doing a great job. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. Yep. Uh, injury news. Uh, Kyle Felt has an ankle injury, but you told me he's going to be fine. I think so. Uh, Ky- Case of Pritchard, ankle injury as well. Parramatta just really, really have an issue with hooker now. Yeah, there's Jeff Robson or Cam King are playing there this week. You no, DeGoyce. DeGoyce's concussion's like... Yeah, he's. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, that's um, unfortunate. Justin O'Neill did his hammy. Don't know how long that is, but potentially already rumors of not playing Origin. Ooh. Yep. So uh, and uh, there were lots of concussions last week, but none of them. They'll all just play. How on earth Brendan Elliott has been named? Yeah, I wanted this to be Robert like it's Hunt, but we agreed. Yeah. But we agreed that Chad Townsend deserved look, he, it. Look, he's not playing. We have man. to talk about the Knights this. are going to have to go back to like Lakes United or West yeah. Rosellas or um, South Newcastle. To find a fullback this week, like, <laughs> they can't not in the twenty-one, mate. Yeah, well, you're um, just gonna have to put Pete Matadia back like, there and put yeah. Sione in the outside. Whole thing's ridiculous. Backs, like he was, he should no, never have continued. The Josh Dugal one to me was worse because that dude was unconscious. He couldn't brace his fall, man. Like and that's a clear sign. What are we doing? Like not to go full Fitzsimons right now, but what, why does this yeah. keep happening? And like, I think I'm say to you, sir, that's something <laughs> right, he'd say, it, right? It is. Yeah. Um, like, what are they doing? Like, like if I, I'm I'm an idiot. Right, and I was like eight drinks deep at the time, and I don't know anything, and I'm not a doctor, but I knew Brendan Elliott was concussed. Yes, he was snoring after the Heimel hunt. Here. Yeah, I just ridiculous, mm. ridiculous. Oh, and Mitchell, anything to add? No, M- M- Mitch doesn't believe in concussions. Yeah, no. Well, I've already heard the science of Manu McGregor, mate. They don't. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their, their team is basically sponsored by a university, so that makes yeah, him a professor. Yeah, yeah all the NRL teams love uh, Varsity Blues. Um, what's his name? Billy Bob. The, Billy Bob, yeah. yeah. yeah just... I've had experience with concussion. I had a bad concussion in, um, in playing for the first 15 at, at high school, and I um, chased a kick for the fullback, and he tried to step me. And el- Sorry, no, no, this wasn't the first. It was the year before, sorry. And I got, he kneed me in the side of the head when I was trying to go to tackle him, and I had blurred vision for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. I just, it's hard for me to believe that these some of these guys are just fine. Just apparently, bump back and play the next, the next day. This, well, the next week apparently mm. they're just fine. Like I had blurred vision, I had headaches for like two months from that concussion. I was only seventeen, and my, probably my first concussion. Like, yep. Um, independent doctors, get them in. This is stupid. This is getting out of control. Yeah, there's there a was. Lot, or just just have guys ready here, on the bench for con- here, just no, have concussion here's, replacements. Here's my here's my hot take. You just increase the number of interchanges from four to five, and then teams just treat. 
the bench the same way, but with that fifth spot, they have an outside back. Because yeah. obviously, the main it, this happens to backs, and they don't want to take them off because we've seen teams just fall to shit when they lose an outside back. Yeah. But if you have an outside back on the bench... Yeah, if the NRL just opened it up and said, look, okay, you get an eight, your 18th player can play as a result of concussion, yeah. then you don't have guys like playing on, and you've got Nathan Ross injured, yeah. Now he's forced to play on because you've got a guy off with a concussion and he can't leave the field, and that's another player welfare issue as well. Just it's it can be yeah. it can be easily rectified. You yeah, know? it's so it's, simple. Like just like say to the Knights, like you can have. I mean, I don't know much about your depth, but yeah. you know you can have Chanel Matadia as your 18th man, and then when Brunelli gets concussed, he can just yeah. come in. Or you the have two. You have a forward and a back, so it yeah. doesn't screw you up. I think, as, that's, yeah. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, because if you, yeah, like, cause then you'll have some team who tries to... Oh, well, there's going to be rorts of it, right? Because what will happen is the yeah. 60th minute, they'll do it, and then the guy will come back on and play the last 20. Yeah. That guy will go and play 20, and they'll be happy to lose that player. But yeah. Look, I have... Here's my hot take. Togremo is doing a good job, and I think he'll, fit, I think he'll find the right thing. he's doing a good yeah. job. Like, like, com- yeah. Compare the level of, oh, you know, air quotations, crisis with mm. him there and the previous management. He's not saying dumb things in front of the media like, no. at all. He so, attacks issues via NRL channels. Mm-hmm. Mm. NRL press conference, NRL press release, done. Issues over. Yeah. And rugby league world moves on. He was stern on these concussions. And he's done some other things, stern on some Simona. And I think he's working his way to be a good CEO mm-hmm. for the game. And just like players learning their roles, CEOs do too. And I yeah. think Todd Greenberg's on a good path for the game. Yep. Bit of signing news. James Seguiaro to the Sharks is official. Uh, Chris Grebsmule and Dale Copley join the Titans. Kyle Turner, your boy Harry, re-signs with Souths. And Jordan yeah. McLean signs with the Cowboys. Well, I could have... I didn't want to drop that exclusive a couple of weeks ago, but... Oh. Oh. Oh, come on. Just kidding, guys. Come on. <laughs> you know, best news hand in the game. Harry Damage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait oh. till you have a muckraking Sunday Telegraph co- column called What's the Damage? Uh, like, can, <laughs> cannot wait no, for that. Collateral. Collateral, collateral damage. damage. Yeah. <laughs> collateral ramage, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I love it. Can we start calling you collateral now? We've Clear. got action, Ben Wallace. Yeah. Collateral ramage. <laughs> collateral Harry ramage. I know. I'll, I'll change my Twitter handle. Yeah. Collateral <laughs> Harry <laughs> ramage. Collateral. collateral. Everyone will be like, why is he collateral? <laughs> collateral ramage, mate. Well, you, you'll, fi- you'll find out when you need to find out. Yeah. Um, in the suspensions column on the rundown, I just wrote, Souths get fisted by corrupt judiciary. They got, ro- said, they got I, Roger, did they? And I stand by this. No. In the same um, breath of saying Green are doing a good job, yeah. fisted as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Heimel Hunt four four weeks for that high shot. George Burgess two weeks should be more really for that elbow, and Braden Burns one to two weeks for the shoulder charge. Yeah, um, can I throw it to you? There was a good uh, alternative score lines and in in the fake news <laughs> okay. world. Let me. Um, Rapa- yeah, Rapana forty four, Tigers sixteen. Yeah. I mean, Rapana's the real reason that we 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 just glossed over that. Rapana's Wait, sixteen. Yeah, in the last three games, Rapana's yeah. leading forty four sixteen over the Tigers. Oh, they, they, Wait, yeah. the t- when they play each other? Or yeah, just, when they oh, play Jesus. each other, yeah. Okay. He scored 11 tries in the last three games. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that says you knew a uh, next level kind of thing against the mm. team. Rapana versus the Tigers. Mm. Mm. The only Mormon who's got like significantly better than when he left the game. We're getting into dark stats territory with yep. drawing Mormon lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mormons on Sundays. Where were those lines? Yeah. Uh, Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Question time. First comes from at parent Pat Lawrence 26. Good start on the reading for me this Good week. Good reading, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, so he sent this in last week. He asked last week the best form of player for these next few things. This this week he asked, game-wide, 
Who is the best and worst caller? So we're talking like play, play by, by play. play. Look, I'm a Voss man. Yeah, it's not um, particularly close. Nah, I like. I thought um, like I think Brenton Spade's done okay. Like I thought he's, he's done pretty decent. As you know, like he's only just starting as a rugby league caller. Considering I couldn't stand his A league calling, he's yeah. done pretty decent. Vossi is the best. I don't like Vossi much as I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, just seems a little bit more bitter, but still the best by some distance. Yeah, worst. Okay, Craig Hadley, obviously. Well, yeah, does does he really count now? I'm mm. counting him, and he's. Nah. I'm trying to think of the like Fox who they. Oh, Andy Raymond all time is like. No. Not, oh, yeah. yeah, he dude. He ruined the um, Nathan Gardner trial where he beat like 13 guys and ran diagonally for 150 metres to score. Yeah, don't know me either. that's a try. Yeah, okay, we just saw the greatest individual try you might ever see and yeah, you didn't even like get excited. And he often just repeats a player's name. Mm. Yeah. Jonathan Thurston. Jonathan Thurston! It's like, yeah. no, that's not commentary. Yeah. But he he did scream yeah. out Wesser just like four times in a row when South won a golden point game. Oh, off the world's worst forward pass? Yes. Yeah, and Dylan, Dylan Farrell got a hat-trick. He did, yeah. Not memory, Harry. <laughs> Yeah, next one, co-commentator. I'm liking Mick Ennis as a um, colour commentator on the come-up. Like, he's got... I like his enthusiasm. I uh, I think my, mine's an Aster. Yeah. I think uh, Mick Ennis is learning his craft still. He's, yeah. He's a fantastic magazine show guy. Yeah. But he does say beautiful too often. <laughs> he's got yeah. to commentate everything. A beautiful pass. I'm going to say an Aster as well. Yeah. Um, I, I just like his tone of voice that yeah. he's got. Yeah. Oh, he'll be great. He'll be worst, great. And his worst cadence. for me is, is Steve Roach. Gus Gould. How do you? But Steve Roach is pretty bad. Oh, I love Blocker. Blocker. <laughs> yeah, we've already been through his hot takes earlier. Uh, <laughs> panel pundit. Best and worst panel pundit. Benji Marshall's the worst. I actually don't mind Benji. I, didn't, but I actually um, thought he was good on 360 in that last year. He's pretty hypocritical in it, though, when he's telling players to do X and Y. It's like, mate, you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the worst for me. Paul Kent is the best. Uh, and this is probably hasn't done it long enough for me to call the best. But yeah. I'm still going to do I don't it. agree with everything Paul Kent says, but he's no bullshit about him. Yeah. Like that, very much down the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I like Paul Kent, because he... Yeah, Gen- generally no bullshit. There's still some agendas, like any journalist. There has to be. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, I have, have agendas. If, if, if you don't have agendas, then yeah. yeah. Um, I really don't like Gaznia. Yes, you know You've what? Yeah. You're not the first person that said that. Like, yeah. I like I make a point of it. Like, I don't generally hate commentators, mm. like because I feel like commentators just get just ridiculous bashings on social media. They do. Like, I'm I'm not a guy who makes a point of it. Like I'm not, I'm not like because you know how there's guys. Oh, I won't watch Channel Nine because Matt Thompson's a hopeless caller. But I I'm not think one he's of those quite guys. Good, yeah, I'm not so. one of those guys. Um, but yeah, I think in my older age, Harry, I've taken my bitterness from referees. I learn not to bash referees, so yeah. I just bash callers. And yeah. <laughs> that's my bash. Uh, his next question from Pat Lawrence again: What is the best free bar snack? A pretzels, B popcorn, C peanuts, or D none of the above? Pretzels, but peanuts if. They're shelled and salted. I went to a bar once, and the peanuts were still in the shell. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, they're actually, salted peanuts. I actually loved in America. I was in a bub, a bar, a bub, in a bub, a bub mm. inside yep. a bub. Don't do that. Okay, uh, I was in a bar, and uh, uh, they had shelled peanuts, but you could just throw them on the floor when you're eating them. That's that's weird. So basically, had... you were just living in filth, <laughs> which is not really a not really. Much yeah. of a stretch for you no. on any given day. If I could throw yeah. peanuts on the ground, yeah. I'm, I'm pro throwing peanut on the ground. Uh, <laughs> so. No, I think I'd go salted peanuts and then pretzels for me. 
Popcorn, not really a bar snack. Love popcorn at the movies. Not, not a bar snack. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not backing a bar to put the right amount of butter on it either. Like Can Schnitty right, be a bar snack? Harry's <laughs> free. Free. Move said. forward. <laughs> yeah. They're just handing out bits of schnitzel. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to read that one. Okay, next one from Patton Meister. Where do you think Jack Bird's best position is given his ability, arthritis, etc.? He's a pretty good center. <laughs> yeah, he's not a bad center. Could be a good six. There's been, I mean, there's people saying, oh, he could be a good old school ball playing lock, but the games just move past yeah. that. And like, as much as I hate that, like he's he'd have killed the nineties at lock. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like he would have been like a Brad Fittler style lock. Uh, I mean, maybe he could play second row. Like he could play as an edge forward. He could be really good there. I yeah. think because he's just got great football strength. Like gym wise, I don't think he's he'd be outstandingly strong. But yeah. you know, he's got a great fend and can just shrug blokes off. I um yeah. I'm not against him as a fullback. I'm just against him as a Sharks fullback. There's yeah. actually some decent signs there as of him as a fullback. Yeah, I actually wanted him like last year. My hot take was, and I proved to be wrong. Um, I said when they were like you know putting Barber at fullback to start the season last year, yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? They should just put Jack Bird there, like because Barber sucks. And then Barber turned it around and they won the premiership. So I look like an idiot, but yeah. I still think he can be a good fullback. Well, he but. actually looks more motivated when he's at fullback because he, he likes playing the position. So yeah. even though I've said earlier, I want Holmes should be the fullback. I still believe that bird already showed me signs in two games, of willingness to be a better fullback. He support plays quite good. Mm. He follows the ball quite well and he linked up quite well at the back. So he could be a good fullback, but yeah, I, I might actually put my eggs in that basket and say that could be his best position, but fullback. But not for, he probably won't play that though. Honestly, because he's, he's good enough at six and good enough at centre, positions of more need. Fullback's pretty deep across the comp that he'll probably end up end up around there. Yeah. Uh, Rocky dot Dom. No, I'm also not reading that one. <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> Should have uh, proofread that one. Even we went through proofreading. So this one comes from JYNFL and it's for Harry. It says, "What is your least favourite thing about Bungard?" Oh, this is tough. So um, many things. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I don't know. Um, what? I don't. I like that. Like all of a sudden, um, and you do this every time the Knights play the Rabbitohs. Like you're like a Knight sympathizer. Like or you're like always <laughs> looking for positive things. And then as soon as it's like the calendar flicks over, and it's Knights v Rabbitohs, you're just like, yeah, we're going to crush you, bastard. You're just a cream puff. She's and then a what, hapless, then yeah. what happens every time, champ? Well, it was a close game this time. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a moral victory for I, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, okay. What's the old saying? Uh, nearly only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, close enough is good enough, yeah. only with horseshoes and hand grenades. That so is on. dead set one of my favourite sayings of all time. Saying. I'm not going to start answering this question myself because I've got two more hours for the podcast yeah. for okay. things I don't like, so we'll just move on. Oh, about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. It's, we've got a long list. Just showered you with friendship for several years. You've been replaced by Bungard 2.0. You're, uh, you're aware of this. I'm aware that I'm being replaced. You're in crisis. But look, when it's NFL season and he starts gronking out about the Patriots, you'll come calling. I will come calling back. <laughs> yeah, you will. You said Tom Brady was the GOAT and he, he kept saying it. It just wouldn't stop. <laughs> it wouldn't stop. <laughs> and then it just became true. Oh, here we go. I forgot. <laughs> Harry, Harry's also a Patriots. What is your least favorite thing about Harry Ramage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's next, lots. Next question. Oh, Lats. I like everything about Harry. If you're Cleary or Peyton, would you take the NRL the Tigers job? Sorry, is it worth the risk just to be an NRL head coach? Nah. If Flat, I was no. In it? Yeah. Nah. It's a bit of a poison chalice, isn't I, it? I found Cleary's been really patient already, not taking jobs. Apparently, mm. hasn't taken some jobs being offered. But if he's going there, it's something he must like about it. But I wouldn't take it. 
you do get a top five NRL player. Without, mm. I mean, ignoring everything else, you still yeah. you get James yeah. Tedesco at the yeah. very yeah. Least. I mean, but it's different to a sport like the NBA where like there's five guys on the court and if yeah, you get true. like one of the best players, like you're if you get a top shot. five player, then okay, you you're close, like you're not far away. But I mean, you've got it's a 17 man game every week. Uh, at Campo 37, which NRL player would excel at other sports, excluding rugby union? Uh, we also can't count guys who played like at elite levels in other sports as kids. So we can't count Cooper Cronk and Dale Copley as baseball players, or like Nathan Ross and Damien Cook as like divers, right? Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. And um, wasn't the roster? Wasn't he? Well, they were beach sprinters, so yeah, I, right. I'm yeah. counting Iron Man as yeah. that. Although if that answer counts, that that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, that, does does uh does Cirque du Soleil count as a sport? Because Ross Dog would carve that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, DCE would also carve up the Cirque du Soleil. The zoo, mate. Yeah, the backflips. Is that a and, sport? Um, nice. I got yeah. it. Um, <laughs> now, nah, Tommy Turbo, as a triathlete or a middle distance runner, I reckon he would do pretty well there. Picture him in a singlet. Could picture him doing the walk, a long distance walker, actually. <laughs> Good hips for it. Marty yeah. to power, powerlifting. Yeah. that I mean, that's an obvious one, too. Mm. Uh. No, I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. Brett O'Shank. If you added Andrew Johns and his prime to the current night teams, where would they finish? They'd make the finals. Yeah. Uh, they're a top eight team, and here's why. He won a... Like, he had a good starting 13 for uh, the Premiership in 01, but his front row rotation was Josh Perry, uh, Matt Parsons, Glenn Grief, and Paul Marquette. So all much better than the current night's front rotation. Ouch. But, uh, yeah. Andrew Johns, Wooden Spoons, won. Would fit right in. Yeah. Oh, but he missed the first. He missed the first twelve games of that year, and they went eight. They went eight and three in the back end of that year mm. as well. And he nearly won the Dalian that year. So and, uh, yeah, mate, and, he uh, would make the eight with this team. It's one wooden spoon though that year. That's mm. true. That's not going away. Okay, Bren Mallard. Can Appy Corosel make it as a first grade hooker? Uh, that would be uh, Premiership winning Appy Corosel. Yes. He is one of the 16 best hookers going around. Yeah, I easy. would also say yes. I'm not saying he's exceptional, but he's one of those ones. Yeah. Uh, at Sinclair underscore Will, am I bitter and depressed because I'm a Tigers fan? Or am I a Tigers fan because I'm bitter and depressed? The former. You, you have become bitter and depressed due to the West Tigers. Yeah. You didn't. You weren't it's, drawn to the nature-nurture argument. No, really. yeah. But, uh, his next one, who in the right mind would sign with the Tigers as a player or coach or club member for that matter? Curtis Sirenen. Look. I said the same thing about the Knights a year ago, but we saw in Kalen Ponga, so miracles do happen. No, but the Knights, as bad as the on-field product were, I guess actually they were a mess. Yeah. But they also well. sorted the off-field really quickly. Yeah. I would love to know what Darren Mooney said when Jamie Buren questioned. He's like, hey guys, look, we stink, but... Well, you, we like, did it with like, the Sharks like, too, though. Yeah, like, how does he convince them? Because like, if I'm a player, I'm like, no way, I'm going. Probably yeah, hands them a giant pile of money. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, last one from Will. He says, "We all know God hates the Tigers, but do Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus hate them too? What about Vishnu? Uh, they're all the same, mm. aren't they? Does Spot yeah. the dog hate them? Another fictional character? Oh, I love Spot. Mm. <laughs> I was more of a more of a more of a Clifford man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spot hates the Roosters, though. To be fair, uh, what? At, oh. yeah. at me, salute Hosil. How did that take me three seconds? Thoughts on Forum being named this week? Do you think he should have played Cup first, or happy to just get into it? Oh, I really." think he should have had a game in the New South or the Intra Super Premiership. But, you know, well, I mean, he's not on big dollars, but he's yeah. a marquee guy, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm always for guys working back from injury or long time out like he has working back a game or two of cup. 
in his situation because he hasn't played a lot and mm. he's also going to a new club. But he's got those mental problems too. Like, yeah, it's pretty rare you see a big name player play mm. a game in his first game. Yeah, so, it is. Whatever. Chris Sando did it. They'll be confident he's ready if they're he's playing. Done it. He's doing it regularly. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, watched a New South Wales Cup game at Chester Hill Oval one day. John Scandales was playing for Wests and Ben Barber was playing for Bulldogs. Seriously, your love for uh, Christina knows no bounds. It does. It's, it's, it's true. quite ridiculous. At one eye tiger underscore, which she should Ben Elias be jettisoned into so <laughs> that no one ever needs to hit, see or hear from him again? Well, the Pacific's the biggest, right? It's not a sea, you idiot. Oh, it's an ocean, whatever. <laughs> Still uh, a sea. Why don't, why don't we just lock him in the Rosedale development that he made fall to pieces for the Tigers? Gosh. <laughs> Is that still standing? Has it been? He's <laughs> <laughs> in the free space there. Okay. Let's put dig- him in the put him in the condemned stand at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. yeah. Dig a little trench and put some water in it at that Roselle yeah. development. Yeah. That'll be his C. Ando four two eight five. Which position in the competition is the deepest and which is the shallowest? And why is it Bungard's hair? That doesn't make sense. No, just, that, <laughs> he's been trying really hard to... Shallow, shallow he didn't say I added that bit to it. Shallow, he said, yeah. fired his barber, yeah. I just whacked it on make no uh, sense. That's fair. The shallowest is centre. I was going to say, the, yeah. speaking of... De- the Ando decline has been almost as <laughs> oh, big Isaac as Luke? Isaac Luke's. Yeah. It's been... He's jokes have Still been, trying. He's trying his best. He's toiling away, but maybe he needs a few weeks in the Reggie's just hammering Simon for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Get his form back up, then yeah. he can come at the big dog again, because yeah. he's really been lacking lately. Yeah. Shallowest is centres uh, because for me it's become an irrelevant. Like you, mm. like you can just stick a warm body in the centres and you can I would win, agree like with that. Chase Blair, yeah, uh, Ryan Morgan. My shallowest is Hooker because there's like two good ones, mm. or two elite ones and a couple of good ones, and then a lot of trash. Uh, deepest, I said this to you guys earlier, but hot take: it's the wing. There's a lot of good wingers going around. A lot of guys who are also going to be fullbacks or something who find their draft. So the craft on the wing and fullbacks still really deep. It's been deep yeah. for ages, yeah. but uh, yeah. there's like thirteen good fullbacks. Yeah, from like OC, like the last eleven years, we've been blessed with the fullbacks in the competition. It's there, just ridiculous. There was a time where uh, Matt Bowen was like the fifth best fullback for Queensland. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Tyhr Blue. Oh God! You have to pick one of the following people to permanently join the pod: mm-hmm. Ben Elias, Steve Roach, Ray Price. Ray oh, Price. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, not a chance. Blocker for sure. I think Out of those too. three. At least Blocker doesn't sit Actually, there attacking former clubs. Blocker yeah. has radio experience as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's been a media darling for like yeah. 20 years. And uh, he can talk. I remember him, Daryl Broman, talking about the, their, their dinners that cooked in their butcher chat. We can, we can find a segment, segment mm-hmm. okay. for that. Cooking with Blocker. It's because he's a bad uh, bad caller doesn't mean he's a bad radio host. Yeah, it wasn't too bad on 2GB back in the day. Yeah, yeah that's actually a fair point. The other I take two, it back. The other way. two, like Ray Price. Like, but Ray Price is so insane that I would <laughs> oh. enjoy it. Like, <laughs> just for the absurdity of having him here just saying the most ludicrous things imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, calling Parramatta his club. Like, you've got to be clinically insane. To th- oh, There's a statue God. of him, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, does that that kind of does make them Okay, so the Don Bradman owns the MCG. Yes, yeah. I'm okay with that. So, okay, right. This is contender for question of the year so far from at Messel underscore Ozil. Do you think in making the decision to sack Jason Taylor, the Tigers insulted their new owner and Jordan Rapana? He does. Uh, gi- he does give them a fair rogering. Has he done the old? Um, has Dave done the classic banter move and changed the Wikipedia? owner on West Tigers on Wikipedia to Jordan Rapana? Yeah. If not, can the whole club hold his pocket? And the thing is, rugby league isn't rugby league isn't big enough that like when a team does that for like Manchester United, it gets changed back by some nerd on Wikipedia yeah. in like four seconds. He could do that now, and it would probably still be up like a week from now. Yeah, go do it. Uh, Eddie NZ, what makes for a good TV score banner and what could be done to make the NR1s better? So I'm guessing that the scoreboard, like yep. the 
what like the graphic, like yeah. the ground or the TV graphic? Are we I like yeah. the Fox one. It's fine. Good TV. But I think the yeah. NRL. I think the nine one's a bit intrusive. Yeah, a bit long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the stats come of the nine one, right? But it doesn't need to be off this huge bar the whole time. The thing is quite big. I like the Fox one. Um, I don't. What makes it better? I don't know if I ever look at a game and go, man, that's a great scoreboard. All you want from a scoreboard. I know this is going to sound incredibly obvious, but you just want the score. And maybe a couple of stats popping up every now and again. You don't need, as you said, this, you don't need this gigantic bar taking up like the whole bottom of your screen. Yeah. I find the new Fox one ugly in the sense I don't like the club logos. I agree with that, but in. I also don't care. Like, I don't I just I get the score and it's not in the Ooh, way. I love that uh, one what are our thoughts year? on where on the Fox broadcast you can see where the previous play of the wall was? Do we it like it? It mattered that way did... less than I thought. I liked it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's been irrelevant to me. I thought I'd like it more than I do, and it hasn't really done much for me. What it does for me when we see it pre and post game, yeah. when you see the mapping, yeah, I like heat, the mapping It's of good it. for the heat map, like yeah. post game. But yeah. but yeah, live has done nothing for me. Really. Yeah. You? Uh, I'm either way with it. Like, I, yeah. I, I, it's okay. It's, it's a nice little gimmick. It doesn't add anything. Yeah, to it. it's better than the 10 meter line. Yeah. At mm-hmm. Seagull Spur, post angle surgery, is it now time to give up the Tommy Turbo isn't fast narrative? Yes. Yes. Who? Really? Yeah. Well, it's only one game. But he, but he was fast. He was. It's not like know. he's. It's not like you can randomly get fast for a week, Mitch. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, he's fast. Like, he's it's not fast. a video game. You can't like yeah, eat an item and get faster. There's another one though. Yeah, go up putting that speed of uh, sorry tier of elite speed like just quick straight away because they, I don't know why NRL rare yeah. candies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's definitely back to being quick after his ankle surgery. His next one, he who further this, who are the most some of the more overrated and underrated fast men of the NRL? Oh, Moses Emboy is an underrated fast man still for me. He's 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 lightning, lightning quick. I reckon. Cooper Cronk. Yeah, last year, fastest dude alive. Yeah, uh, chased down Tedesco in that uh, Origin yeah. game last Ridiculous year. Ridiculous speed for like a thirty-four year old or whatever. Um, mm. Brenton Lawrence is the fastest man at Manly. Oh. He's got turbo cover for Christ's sake. Yeah. He's an athlete. Yeah. yeah. And he's a prop. Yeah. Uh, overrated. Overrated speed. Uh, you want, you want to say Addo Car, don't you? No, I don't. Uh, yeah. It's Alex Johnston. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, that's wrong because no one thinks he's a speedster but this guy here. Yeah. So I'll take that one away. Um, Bevan French is agile and quick off the mark, but he hasn't got speed over Yeah, over not a sustained speed. Yeah. So that one, I keep hearing, oh, he's so quick. It's like, mm, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, any other overrated speedsters? Uh, David Mead hasn't been quick for like six years. Yeah, that's fair. And, that... and now he wants out of Brisbane. Yeah, apparently right? I yeah. saw that. Yeah, because <laughs> he was making all errors in his one game. You got to earn your spot, mate. If you're yeah. the Broncos, whatever. Yeah. It's not the Titans, champ. It's not. <laughs> Might go back there. Yeah, they uh, need backs. Any other overrated speedsters? I don't know. Uh, overrated speedsters. Yeah. I reckon Watini Zelezniak is slightly overrated with speed. Yeah. Yeah, but. I mean, that's really, you know, clutching at straws. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> For someone to have a go at. Yeah. Uh, next one from Maitland Mumbler. Is this your other account? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maitland Mumbler. This is Harry's professional wrestling character. There you go. <laughs> if you started a small business with a current or former Knights player, who would have been? What would you do? Um, I'd probably get into the pub trade with Billy Peden. Um, yeah, yeah, family business up in Cessnock. Um, Peden's pub. So... I know a cyber is yep. one of the Johnsons. I was going to say yeah. that was exactly. I was going <laughs> to say I was going to. This is roaring trade. Yep. Uh, big, they're, they're big now in the game as well. Profitable, <laughs> profitable. Some media consultancy Risky. work with uh, Matt Johns. Media consultancy. Yeah. yeah. Nah. I, yeah, I'd probably go the pub trade with um, Billy. I would sell private health insurance with Paul Harrigan. Good. Good Been shout. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good shout. 
Okay. Next one. Michael Darren 79 is back. And has he sent us a screenshot of a notepad document? He has. Excellent. Question one. That's what I live for. Is anyone aware how their team board operates? Are major decisions put to a vote or is there a chief decision maker? Oh, I've got no idea how the board operates. I assume that the Broncos, not to steal Mitch's answer, but it kind of works like there's like a hologram, like a floating head of Wayne Bennett. <laughs> and like that's it's sort like, of yeah. in the war room and the lackeys sort of just consult with the floating head of Wayne Bennett whenever they yeah, want to run a decision by him. I assume that's how it works. Gus Gould is literally the Sith. Lord from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. He like, just pulls his hoodie up. The Star Wars it. reference is lost on me. <laughs> well, he looks like him too. That's it. Exactly. That's how that go- how they go. Yeah. And then he... Yeah. And you've got clubs like the Titans. Like, I don't think they have a board. I think they kind of just like have like a hacky sack circle that gathers like once <laughs> yeah. every fortnight. Yeah. So, should we sign some players? Nah, man. We'll just chill on that. <laughs> they have been Toss very active around. recruiters, but so, good on them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they work. Uh, next no one, idea. two. Care to discuss Ivan Cleary's strengths and his winning percentage? From memory, it's only 47%. Uh, it's fifth, It's bang on 50% at the Warriors. Yeah, which is top eight every year, by the way. Yeah, um, and at Penrith, it's 48. And that was... Yeah. Penrith were in a... Yeah, and that was in a rebuilding phase. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty good, I'm okay man. with that. And I think... 55 is like elite, by the way. <laughs> 55 yeah. to 60. So like, what guys would be a, like, what guys would be above 55 right now? It'd be Maguire, Robinson, Dez, and Bennett, right? Uh, uh, Bellamy. Oh, sorry, yeah. of course. Yeah. He's, above, he's above 60, though, right? Sorry, yeah, those would yeah. be the five guys above like a 55, I'd yeah. have to guess. Yeah, and then other, most people hover around the Oh, I'm Paul, Paul Green, but that's yeah. a pretty small sample size. Yeah. Like you can you can be a good coach and sit around fifty percent because it's what you're working with, like yeah. And again, fifty percent of finals every year. The Tigers would kill for mate. Tim Sheens was revered as like one of the greatest coaches in the game for a long time. His winning percentage career is like forty percent. Oh, I love Tim Sheens, but I know you do. Wow. Hey, that 05 Tigers team is still one of the most exciting teams ever. So yeah, yeah. Uh, number three. For that. Could future poor performances impact Brooks and Moses' contract value? Hundred percent. Well, if past ones no, haven't. They, like what? <laughs> Like, how have people watched them for, like, the last three years and seen them not ever be able to put, like, a month of footy together between them and think that they're worth the amount they are now? If that hasn't convinced you not to give them, like, $800,000 a season, This Isaac Moses must be a brilliant salesman. Yeah. But we were speaking before the pod that we found it hilarious that Moses is, like, in every second person's team of the year last year because he had, like, four good weeks back but, end of the season. But realistically, I'd like to think that if they just stink the joint up, yeah. like, who's going to pay him big money? Idiots. They'll, someone will, man. I don't know because they're young. I don't know what the market on Luke Brooks is. I think someone will pay Mitch Moses, but like the Bulldogs will pay Luke Brooks. Yeah, they'll give him six hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, but that's just what he's on now, uh, which is still too much. Yeah. Uh, Okay, number four. The Dragons were leading sixteen ten with a few minutes to go to spare in the attacking zone, but didn't attempt a field goal. Is that the safer option? We talked about this. Uh, I I agree because as you said, don't want to give him a seven tackle set. Stupid rule. Oh, another sneaky great thing on a seven tackle set. Luke Lewis again showing his wiliness in his veteran years when they they uh, gave away seven tackle set with like ten minutes to go. And he just he got he, just he gave a penalty away. Yeah. And yeah. they kicked the penalty four meters, and they'll tackle one on the twenty third. That was amazing. Mark. They yeah, they would have been better off declining the penalty because the kick for touch negated a whole tackle. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to kick for the middle of the field. You're not going to kick it more than like ten meters. Yeah, genius from Luke Lewis. Cunning is a shit ass rat, Luke he Lewis. Uh, last question from you Michael say some Darren. ridiculous things. I love it. Uh, anyone remember NFL Blitz on the PlayStation? Oh, that game was sick. It was great. Didn't know the PlayStation. I would play so. an NRL version of that so much. I loved NFL Straight too. Yeah, just make it make it like an arcadey style NRL game, not like a because like you keep trying to make these thirteen and they suck. So mm-hmm. just, I would 
love like a sevens game or a three or five or something. Okay. I don't know. Uh, at, Hamish, scrums. at Hamish Neal, name your top three current NRL coaching prospects. So people who play, sorry. Um, he's assuming Cam Smith is a lock of one of those. So name the other two, actually. So your top good, two. Good assumption, yeah. first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to tell for me. Yeah. Outside of the obvious guys, we all know who are great players like Kronk and Thurston and those yeah. likes. I think Kronk's a good shout because Kronk wasn't always an amazing talent, mm. which shows he, you know, I've seen it. He's had to speak about the game. He knows the game. Yeah, Thurston ain't going to be a coach. Uh, no, he's not. Another dark horse who would have to take more changes to do it. But from what I've heard, Darius Boy watches the most game tape of any player in the game, watches every game on the weekend, watches studies games. That is remarkable. If he ever becomes a first-grade coach from where he's come yeah. from, that is ridiculous. So if that's what in. I'm putting that out there. If he yeah. keeps going progression, whatever, and becomes a first-grade coach, you never know if he would. But even then, if it's a, an assistant coach prospect or something from a guy who studies a lot... Gee, which coach would he work under if he was an assistant? Like, who do you... Uh, can't mm. tell. Mm. Don't know. Wouldn't it's really up in the air. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if he like just became the Bronco. That would just feel that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Jake underscore H underscore eighty seven. Who is the biggest winner out of the Tigers fallout, and why is it Jared Hayne? <laughs> I because like the media stopped talking yeah, about it. I him. guess so. Yeah. yeah, it's not a bad shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next question. Oh yeah, can people stop saying Robbie Farrell won? He got forced out of the club. Like, oh, I tweeted win. after um, the Tigers stupid. round one win. Um, does this does this result make Taylor right? Um, uh, I don't think no one's no one's come out of this. Look, no one's come out of this smelling like roses. Oh, jeez, it's just been an absolute. Someone's just taken a machine gun to that club. Fair income. Uh, Domino Light. Do you think Jeff Tuvey could be an option for the Tigers' new coach? Even though it's I, almost clear, certainly Cleary hadn't really thought about him, but um, no. Like, I'm going to say no just because I've heard no buzz and usually when they smoke this fire and this sort of thing. And he's like at Bradford. Yeah, you know, coaching a tier two team at the moment. Yeah. Uh, MJ Eagle 23. If Cleary does sign with the Tigers like reported, where does that leave clubs like the Dragons, Dogs, etc. if they need coaches? Well, Des is going to stay at Canterbury. Yeah, well, we, we believe, right? Um, here's a real easy solution for you. Des to the Dragons, Dean Pay to the Bulldogs. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dean Pay's already at the Dogs, right? No, he's a Ricky Stewart's assistant. Oh, he's at he's at Canberra, yeah. right? Yeah, that that and he's they they kind of in my belief is that they want to go back to it. Dean Pay was linked there last year. He's been linked a couple times this uh, year. There's, there's something about like Canterbury. They love Canterbury people coaching yeah. their club. Yeah, and, and I think if they went away from Des, they'd go in the direction of a former player or something because they're all about their their juniors. Yeah. And Des has been criticised not bringing their juniors along. I think yeah. they would go back that direction. They wanted Jim Dimmick to coach before they went and stole Des, didn't yeah. they? Like they, yeah. And I actually think, like I said, Des to Dragons would be lazy. I think Des, if he was to lead the Bulldogs, could do with a year out of the game. You know, some coaches take some time off. I think yeah. he'd do with a bit of sabbatical and come back. But no, oh well, Josh Robert forty four, a million questions. We got so many questions these days, don't we? How good are we? Yep, just so uh, popular. Number one with things. David like- Munro. <laughs> What? David uh, Munro's referee. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I thought you were making a referee joke to Josh Robbo. That's what I thought. You, that's Grant isn't that what he was doing. Yeah, <laughs> Grant Atkins, Jeff Eunice. Uh, anyway, Harry Pernot. With things like 2010 Grand Final, seven tackle set, semi finals, as well as countless other major mistakes. <laughs> How does Jeff Eunice still have an NRL job? Well, he doesn't. He got dropped. It was Jeff Eunice. Yeah, but we, we got there. He got dropped this week. Look, right? it's, a, it's a legit point. Like it is. He's. That- He's got, a, he's got a highlight reel of bad moments, right? Because there's like, because guys make mistakes, right? And I'm not going to hammer him 
I'm not going to hammer guys for mistakes no. when they make a mistake. But that Morris thing is still like that photo still gets does the rounds on the internet today. Like yeah. uh, how he missed that is unbelievable mm. to me. That any person, it's, it's, it's just that to me and... is the maybe the worst refereeing blunder, short of actually not knowing a rule. Yeah, that I've ever seen in a rugby league game. Uh, uh, it's just him, but and... at the same time. Players make errors too. Yeah. I don't know it's a cop-out and we keep saying this. Him but. and Brent Sator, they're just... Um, touchies. Yeah, they're just permanent touchies, right? Yeah. I do love that Josh knows the guy's history though. I love yeah. it. He's got this. He's got a spreadsheet somewhere. If he doesn't have like a dossier for every referee, I'm not here. Have you yeah. seen uh, when Charlie and Always Sunny is the male... The male, man? yeah. Pepe That's Silvia. Pepe Silvia. Yeah, it's that, Josh Robert. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Eunice this week. Jeff Eunice. <laughs> uh, I got tons of Pepe. Uh, number two, which team would you be the most confident in backing in torrential conditions and which team would you not back? Uh, South and the Chris Sander era, obviously, number one. But um, <laughs> What, in wet weather? Do you not remember that game in Perth? It was one game. Yeah. yeah, It was the worst weather a game's ever been played in and he was the halfback on the winning Look, team. To be so, fair, the rain, the rain had stopped pre-game, like before yeah. the game. He kicked it into the biggest puddle I've ever seen. Yes. Ever, so you're saying he could play in a puddled field. Mate, give yes. me the Melbourne Storm. Look at the conditions yeah, they played in the first two weeks. Um, my answer is the Bulldogs because their record's the best in the wet. Mm. That's it. Or uh, New South Wales in origin. Over, over 36 years of origin football yeah. in wet weather football, they have a really good winning percentage. Yeah. Um, the worst team in, in the wet weather. Mm. I'm going to say West Tigers of a pure guess. No, I, we'd be up there. You guys Dirt would be, yeah. Oh, yeah, you suck in the wet. The Warriors are a better record than people think in the wet because they train in the wet all the damn time. People yeah. think that it would be a worse wet weather team than they are. Actually, I okay. would say like Penrith, Souths and West would be the worst. Yeah, I, I reckon a team like Wigan might be really Shut good how about, in the wet. Yeah, how, about, how, how are the Cowboys in the wet? They don't really play in the wet that no, often. No, but they play with a slippery ball like You're with right, the humidity and all the humidity. So, yeah. yeah. I like playing with slippery balls. Look, uh, just, just give it to the like the worst team in the comp. So Newcastle yeah. is the worst wet weather uh, team. <laughs> Ouch. Three, is there truly a big four outside of Storm's original four? No. no. Four, why do people become more fuck-witted in the rain? <laughs> what? Oh, they do. More fuck-witted. Oh, are you talking about like, how people can't drive? And, oh, like, I nearly got hit today a couple of times. People Man, it was like, ridiculous. Why is there like 4,000 people on my bus when it rains? Dude, that's why I was like... The, the tram to get here was ridiculous. It was absurd. Yeah, no. Nah. You have twenty dollars left before uh, before the world ends. What Easy. do you spend it on? Uh, I buy forty nuggets because they're ten dollars a box for twenty. I get Pepsi Max. Can you get a Streetwise Feast from KFC? Oh, fuck, sorry, oh, right. yeah, that's exactly nineteen ninety five. Harry yeah. Ramage from downtown. That's yeah. the answer. There's, KFC, there's Pepsi Max in that too. That's a yeah, good no, no, Streetwise Feast doesn't come with drink. Oh, well, if it was about to end it, I'm gonna rob him. Okay, that's yeah. point. Fuck but Streetwise Feast is 1995. <laughs> that is a great shout by Harold. I think that's well, the man. I really want some KFC now. I haven't had fast food in 2017. Yeah, it's killing me. I haven't had KFC in Yonks. Yonks, another good word. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mario Siege is drawing arbitrary lines to attack a player. I don't understand. Who is the worst player to have gotten 20 plus first grade caps since the start of 2016, and why is it Lewis Brown? He's drawn a line for the last year and a half. Has he played 20 games? Yeah, he's played like every I'd game. I'd like to man. think he researched that before asking that very specific yeah, he question. Did. He's probably the only bad player to play that many games. How many Dave Tyrrell played? Well, He'll be close. Don't, don't, you always no, don't mean to poor yeah. Dave Tyrrell. Like, there was a team that won one game last year. Say, like, come on. Like, it's got to be a Knights player, unfortunately, right? I mean, oh, but any of them with really bad ones play like 20 plus games? Oh, that's a, think yeah, so. that's a good point. Oh, don't say oh that. man, he sucks. And there was fans who were like, oh, I can't believe we let him go. It's yeah. like, mate, the guy's hopeless. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a sh- question, Andy. You're not asking your next one. Yeah. Is that uh, it? 
you don't want me to ask you that last no. one, so that's it. Yeah, screw him. Uh, Harry said Bradford before, which brought up something, jotted uh, jot something in mind that I want to bring up, that I, an article I read yesterday. I think this applies to Rugby League. Um, so the owner of Bradford City in the English soccer pyramid um, started letting... Fa- they're in League One, which is the third division, so it goes Premier yep. League Championship League One, for people who don't know. Um, they've started letting... They have the cheapest season tickets of any team in, on any professional team in England. And they've also started uh, offering one-pound tickets to games. And the result has been they're undefeated at home in over a year. Their crowds have increased and they've made more money because more fans come in and spend money on concessions. Um, I just think that sort of forward thinking has a place in rugby league, a sport that Sorry, increasingly struggles. Thinking? Yeah. Uh, I re- look, <laughs> yeah, I like because like, look, yeah. I like it because we're not making money on ticket sales or anything That's, anyway. Yeah, and like, I just I thought this was just yeah. bang on. Like, like everyone goes, oh, you know how hopeless are the crowds at NRL games? And every, and then it just, oh, but it rates well on TV. It's like, well, why don't we just make it cheap? Like, because we're might not, not making money on ticket sales. So, yeah. Okay, well, Matt Johns years ago on uh, was it Boots and all? No, it wasn't. It was like Sunday roast. Sunday like, roast. I'm literally like ten years ago when the show like first started. He said we've got to like start doing like gold coin donations to try and fill mm. ANZ Stadium up. Like, and it's you're not, never going to fill it. Yeah, but no, like, yeah, but like exactly. to try. Like, yeah, you, you like yeah. I think this is a brilliant idea. Like mm. you double uh, any Sydney club would double their attendance if you if you let dollar tickets. No, hundred percent. When there's teams with those five dollar tickets, the games sell out in twenty k stadiums. Like, yeah, simple. Yeah. And you make so much more money with food and a couple drinks. of years ago, the Tigers gave up like five dollar tickets. Like at Campbelltown, they got sixteen and a half thousand, and the place was full. Yeah, and they haven't come close since. So, and the obvious the the increase the benefit of like having a raucous home crowd as well. You, yeah, like whenever there's Which a big matters. whenever there's a big crowd, has there ever been a bad game? All right, there's, there has to be a correlation in when there's a big crowd like... Oh, plays bloody notice. Like, oh, it's, it's... Broncos, crowd, like Broncos Cowboys, the smallest crowd they're playing in is 26,000 up at uh, Dairy assault, Farmers. Yeah. But it's a sellout. Like, the place is yeah. pumping. And when they play at Suncott, they're getting 40-plus every yeah. time. And there's that's, I'm not saying that's the reason why those games are always good, but no. it's certainly not hurting. Here's yeah. a new theory. Broncos sucked at Melbourne, no crowd. It wasn't that bad, <laughs> no. was it? Yeah, but that's interesting. Yeah. And like, also, playing anything but my team for yeah, But mean, like you, you ask any player from like Souths or Wests or Parramatta or any of the teams that play at A and Z, find me one place that's their favourite stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's no. I really like the unnatural crowd noise pumped through the speakers when I play at A and Z. That's why it's my favourite stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they do like the you know the. Yeah. I love that the crowd the chant. Train station staff arbitrarily close all but one staircase. And well, make you walk past all the other staircases. That's how you artificially <laughs> create a crowd. It's when you put them all through one entrance. Yep. Nailed it. Brilliant. Creating a crowd in the train station. I like that it's really far from anything relevant. Yep. And the one I love that there's sucks. one pub and it's awful. I like that the food sucks as well. Like it's the worst stadium food in the country. I like that. Uh, the only... Like we're being really sarcastic right now, obviously. But the one good thing is that some of those food trucks outside stay open after the game. That, that is, is happening more, which is good. The only good thing about that yeah. place. I hate it. And so I, do I. It sucks. If there's even like the chance of rain, I'm, like, I'm not going to that game anymore. Like, I ain't I find any reason not to go. I, I just reckon at any stadium, like even an indoor stadium, rain would put me off. I still got to getting Bron- to and from. I still got to Broncos games in the wet here, but if I was another team's game, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yep. The amount of bloody times I sat at Cronulla in a bloody tornado for the Broncos. 
Call me up, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, quickly yeah. predict next week's game, oh, yeah, we which we forgot, forgot to do that. last week. We're too busy jerking ourselves off. Yeah, we forgot that was a segment. Um, Harry, how'd you get into uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Who did get you your uh, your video gig at Fox, Harry? Uh, Matt Bungard. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I like that about him. There's other things there I don't go. like. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thursday night, uh, Souths v Roosters at ANZ. Roosters. Roosters. It's my Shinazi pick. Hmm. Uh, nah, give you, me South, you, bugger it, give me South I like you, Harry, yeah. I like you a lot uh, Roos is a dual hype train crash, but South all Yeah, that, players, that's yeah. what I'm banking uh, it's on just, if, if, if South hadn't lost three starters from last week I, yeah. You'd maybe think about it but Nah, screw just... it, give me South, I don't oh, care Okay, uh, alright, uh, Penrith, Newcastle 6pm Friday Newcastle I was gonna. That was going to be my hot take tip of the no. week well, Screw I'll, you, buddy got a spite. No. You know this. Oh, Fair enough, I'm actually tipping them because I think they might win I'm tipping out of blind love Newcastle. Newcastle, Newcastle, clean sweep against Penrith. Well, Aaron God, how much do you guys hate Penrith? I don't hate Penrith. I, he does. He's cheating out. He's tipping out of spite. I legitimately. How could a Penrith fan still listen to this this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> um, only like three of their fans have the internet, though. So yeah, it's true. Fine. Sorry, Shanta and Mick and and Josh and Josh and that's it. <laughs> oh, quickly shout out my mate uh, Tice is a mad. Panthers fan, uh, been in the hospital Not just listening. recently. So uh, yeah, shout out to Tice. Loves the Panthers. Poor lad. Is that what put him in hospital? Nah, nah. <laughs> You're a dick. Well, I was led to believe that the, the referee just screwed the whole city. <laughs> so you never know. What, what Maybe happens. he's lactose intolerant and the contact high from all the oak at <laughs> yeah. the yeah. stadium <laughs> made him really sick. We don't know. Uh, 8.05pm Friday night, Broncos Raiders. I'll Broncos. take... Oh, this is hard. This but, is a hard one. Yeah. But we saw this game last year in the Broncos. Broncos won. thirteen plus. Yeah, I, oh, I right, think yeah, you got to go hard. Broncos at home. I'm gonna take the Broncos too. All right, four thirty p.m. Saturday, Lotto Land, Manly hosting the Bulldogs. Ooh. This is suddenly yeah. yeah. Powell's back. Fanua Blake's back. Nah, do- doggy. Doggies have got a good record there. Yeah, Desi. Uh, and, and, and under Des has. I'll go. Um, I'm doggies. gonna take the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'll go the. Oh, this is boring. We're all just tipping Canterbury the same thing. Bankstown. Uh, Parramatta Sharks, ANZ, seven p.m. Uh, speaking of speaking of atmosphere, that'll Good. be that'll be raining. Parramatta's no first there. home game of the season, by the way, round four. Yeah, yeah, it won't Norman. really be a home atmosphere. I'll tell you that. Norman back. Norman back. It's it's hard going to tip, but I'm going para. Oh, I'm yeah. going to take the Parramatta Eels also. Oh, Jesus, nah, this is boring. Screw I'll go to the Sharks. There you go. Good Good game. Game. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, Sharks. This is a tricky one because this is one of those weird games that they always get up for. Uh, 4 p.m. Sunday, West Tigers, Melbourne Storm, Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, they kind of do. New that. manager bounce. I think you yeah. missed a game. No, I haven't. Oh, Gold Coast Cowboys <laughs> nine nine PM Saturday. Uh, yeah, uh, Cowboys. Gold Coast will be in this because of the uh, the Cowboys pack missing, but I'm going the Cowboys. Yeah, cows. It's... Sorry, from <laughs> four PM Sunday, like over West Tigers, Melbourne Storm, Storm. Don't ever think. I really want to. I really want to pick the Tigers, but I saw the team they named that didn't change, so I'm picking the Storm. The Melbourne Storm will win this football game. That's some guess, Harry. Mm. My lock of the week. Uh, all right, last game of the round, six thirty p.m. Sunday. I feel like the Dragons are in this time slot every week. Uh, uh, at uh, UOW Jubilee Oval, I still don't know whether that's Cogra or Wollongong. It's don't tell Cogra. me. I don't want to know. Uh, Dragons hosting the Warriors. I'll take the Dragons. Dragons get a great record against the Warriors. They're at home. Dragons are winning the game. They'll be three and one. Mitch is tipping the Warriors. Of course he is. Yeah, the boys. It's <laughs> gone, <laughs> Warriors. All right. Uh, Okay. Anything else before, before we go? We... We've got two people left in the last oh, two left. to lose competition. So we had five before the week. Only two left. We have who were the victims last week? 
Uh, Lexi Woods picked the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, Matt Coleman picked Parramatta. Yep. Chris Avenel picked the Cowboys. Okay. Left, we have Simon Latham this week picked the he picked the Storm to lose in round four of the Tigers. Jesus. Uh, and the other one left, Roosters round nine from Ando, and also wait, Bungo so if, hang on, ha- hang on, how does this work? So, if si- if the Storm lose this week, Simon wins. No, no, Storm lose this week. Uh, it means Ando wins. But didn't he? But so he picked the Storm, but he also predicted when they would lose. And yeah. So the whole like, thing is, he picked so he the needs to be. Yeah, that's what I thought. So he needs to be wrong about his own tip. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's Storm and Roosters. But say the Roosters lose Thursday. Yep, it's over. Yeah, Simon wins. Ah, good. So there you go. So Jelly Tip will go to Simon or Ando. Mm. The two people you were bagging earlier. Uh, I stand by my bagging. (laughs) Couple of frauds. All right. I feel bad about giving Jelly Tip to a man whose wife makes chocolate for a living. Maybe she could try it, be inspired by it, and then put her own spin on it. And then we've suddenly created like an Australian sensation. That's how Pepsi happened, right? I don't know, Harry. You're calling that you have the Pepsi of chocolate coming out of this. Well, now Ando has to get it. We're getting the Pepsi of chocolate. We'll, we'll just rig it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll rig the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> I've said too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Harry, anything to plug? Steel City Podcasts. At Steel City underscore NRL. Yeah, uh, it, it is a good podcast. I will tell you that. Oh, you're being very kind. No, it is good, mate. You, you, you do good work. And um, because Dang the nights don't suck this year, it's not as funny to listen to because it's not Harry's descent into madness. But, you know. Poor Harry. Poor Harry and Ted last year. <laughs> yeah, that, amount, have, that amount, is a labour of love. The desperation of the amount of players I remember you, you guys would take at your club. You're like scouring reserve grade teams like, oh, yeah, we'd have him. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're all right. This is why I'm not in recruitment. Yeah, no, people get desperate. We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all been there. I'm we'll, sure the 2016 nights drunk dialed Jack Littlejohn at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> did, did he ever play for no, the Knights? I'm annoyed he never went to the Roosters so I could write the headline, Little John joins the East Side Boys. Yeah. That is a great headline. Thank you. Mm, not bad. Oh, now let's get out of here. I thought I'd get more praise from you. <laughs> the like biggest hip-hop poser I know. but Poser? <laughs> well, you're, you're a white guy from like the rich part of Sydney. No, I'm from the downtown Queensland. <laughs> Mount, Mate, Omni, you're as, Mount Omni represents. You are as shout Queenslander the, as Israel Fuller and Greg England. Shout, All right. to, shout out to say, the Little Park lads. Say goodbye, to Harry. Put Mount Omni. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Say that's goodbye from me. <laughs>
finesse Cause it's the hundred watt bloodshot game of death Cause we're protected by the covenants of words and beats Rewind and feel the heat recline and take a seat So uh, let's take you back to the concrete streets Original beats with real live MCs Playground tactics, a rabbit and a hat trick Just that classic rap from Jurassic Let's take you back to the concrete streets Original beats of real live MCs Playground tactics, a rabbit and a hat trick Just that classic rap from Jurassic Now I walk from Transania, Earthquake Transylvania And all the way I kick a hole through the wall of China Just to get the right blend Cause I'm schizophrenic of the pen Wait a minute, I fell into the deep end You shouldn't have told me the pyramids can hold me So now I can't Test is what you owe me. Pull out your beats, pull out your cuts. Give us a mic, what up? And we gon' tear it up. I'm on some old and forgotten, sun up to sun down. Like picking cotton, the nutty professor. Science dropping, rock and robbins. Hood from New York to Compton. Me and my three sons, Jabari, Shakir, and Cobb. So uh, let's take it back to the concrete streets. Original beats for real live MCs. Playground tactics, no rabbit in a hat tricks. Just that classic rap from Jurassic. Let's take it back to the concrete streets. Original beats for real live MCs. Playground tactics, no rabbit in a hat tricks. Just that classic rap from Jurassic. Illuminati, why do the liquid from my vocals make the ghetto start swimming? Forever winning, I'm in it like metal are giving. I get goosebumps when the baseline thumps. A sucker MC for style, he had mine for lunch. Mark 7, get you open like an attache. Briefcase in this case, defeat there is no way. <laughs> With tool spinners, cooking the full dinner. Killing the firstborn of lyrical Yule Blenders. When is it the academy rattling your anatomy? Gotta be J5, so kill all your fake flattery. That'll be the day when labels pay our way. Tune of what you say when MCs come to play. Unfitted, cause we take it back like Spinal Tap. Preparing your intellect before your final nap. So uh, let's take it back to the concrete streets. Original beats for real live MCs. Playground tactics, no rabbit in a hat tricks. Just that classic rap from Jurassic. Let's take it back to the concrete streets. Original beats for real live MCs. Playground tactics, no rabbit in a hat tricks.